Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up? Johnny Bean here. Welcome. New series, maybe? I don't know. Oh. Talking about the police. If you guys like the police, this this is the place you want to be. Johnny Bean TV. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Twitch. We're live on Facebook. This is a podcast. I think you guys know the drill, but I think we're going to attract a lot of new people here, and that's that's one of the goals. So if you like the police, if you like sting solo stuff you like Stuart copeland you like clark kent any of that stuff uh let us know in the comments below okay you're a poet yes (laughs) yeah okay we're live okay we're live on facebook there we go all right all right (laughs) all right you guys we're gonna hang out and and talk police we're gonna look at some memorabilia have a great time so let's do this this is johnny bean tv Ready? Ready. Hi, this is Andy Summers, and you're watching Johnny Bean TV. Wow. Thank you, Andy Summers. Imagine <laughs> that, Jay. We just had a, a, an intro by the man himself. Unbelievable. Maybe you can answer some questions. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, welcome. I'm Johnny Bean. Ron Gunner is here. Looks like the cops are outside your window. Yeah. That's, well, you said it was about the police. So I didn't know which ones. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. <laughs> Run for it, Gunner. <laughs> and Jay, synchronicity specialist. Synchronicity specialist, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is going to be awesome, you guys. And hey, let me get this out of the way, you guys. Jay, I don't know if you even knew about this, but uh, we're gonna give away an Andy Summers guitar pick tonight. Wow, that's terrific! Somebody you can't win it. The- you can't win it, Jay. You're on the show. I can't win it. I didn't no. know about it. It's not biased, right? <laughs> Somebody in the live chat's gonna win this tonight. Okay. So the way you win is basically you you hang out with us, you subscribe to the channel, and you participate in the live chat. So at some point towards the end of the show, I don't know how long we're going to go tonight. Could be this could be the twelve-hour marathon, Jay. <laughs> I don't know, but sometime towards the end of the show, uh, the audience is gonna is gonna pick a, a number. It's gonna be a random number generator, and they're gonna get to win the uh, the Andy Summers guitar pick. <laughs> so but hey let's let's get this started uh let's say hello to the top tier of channel members here on johnny bean youtube channel channel membership it's a great help it's a great way to help support the channel and support these shows top tier are the executive producers and they're currently sherman callahan michael b live cc nova nine michael smith music therapy lads r habs Whirlag, patty dill fairfield guitar co majestic pb and j cat guitarman 45 and janice lala who i see in the chat I hope you're feeling better, Janice. We sent prayers to you last night, Janice. Janice wasn't feeling well, so I saw that that you were you you're watching uh, one of the shows yesterday. I, I did a couple shows because you started tweeting me stuff that I had said <laughs> to you in the show. So thank you, Janice. I I hope you're feeling better. So, as you can see behind Ron, his lights are changing. Has nothing to do with super chats, though. But <laughs> yeah, but if, if you want to help change our lights 
Super Chats is a way you can do that. And the lights and what we call the Guitar Noir. See, if you want to get our attention tonight, you can change these lights in real time in the chat with a Super Chat. See, these are, there's some, like some pink prizes. Again. There's prizes back here. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's going to be pink. Lots of different things here, giveaways, whatever. Uh, but if you, if you want to change those lights in real time, a super chat will do that and then help support the channel and support these shows. Someone please uh, change those lights. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Somebody. Oh, they're getting pinker. <laughs> Neil getting, says change the lights, damn it. They're getting, they're getting pinker. <laughs> so we're live on Facebook. We're also, uh, yeah, we're live on Facebook. We got Facebook stars. You can help support the channel. We're also live on Twitch. If I can find the card for that. I, I've got so many cards. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, we're looking to get to 12,000 YouTube subscribers. So subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yeah. You guys can follow us. Fo follow us everywhere there is. Exclamation point link in the chat particularly Speak if there's going to be more police chats because all those people who are tuning in for that topic they need to know when there's going to be another one yeah yeah i can bring Could the chief be. of police in from town if that helps <laughs> he's a good friend of mine mm -hmm. bring him in yeah that, that'd be cool he probably have yeah. no idea who these guys are though you'd say <clears throat> sting or andy and he, he Stu, uh-huh they're not uh -huh. on the squad. They're, they're not How old is the department. chief of police in your town? 12? No. No, he's actually, uh, <laughs> he's probably 64 now. And he knows. Mm -hmm. He knows. Yeah, but I think he was a country guy. Uh-huh. Like Hank Jr. And I don't think he ever listened to anything that was considered non-twangy guitar. Well, there's that <laughs> twang album with Andy uh -huh. on it on the track, right? That's Drew. right. Twang. That, he covered, he covered, uh... What was what was the song? There's, I have the CD. There's, I mean, <laughs> Hank you know, Marvin. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. It was a Hank Marvin cover. True, that's true. And there's See you guys. Also, I mean, there's also some lap steel on some Sting stuff, like uh, you know, on Mercury Falling. Right? There was mm -hmm. like a I can't uh, mm -hmm. I can't stop crying. I like Englishman in New York, and that's kind of country-ish, right? Mm-hmm. He had you some think, country influence on a couple of tunes. You would think of him being chief of police, so he'd go to the store and see a record that says police and just buy it, not knowing where it is. Or fill her up, right? <laughs> fill her up is kind of country influence, mm -hmm. right? Doesn't Sting have a, a solo song called Cowboy? Something oh, this cowboy? cowboy song, but that's not really in a cowboy style, is it? <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like a rock song, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you guys, between Jay and I. We probably have like, I don't know, boxes. I literally brought, dragged out boxes of stuff. I had to bring to some boxes about. down too to you know have at arm's length, depending on what you, you know, what kinds of topics we, what, what rabbit holes we go down. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm here well, to learn, people. Like storage yeah. boxes, it's kind of cool because you know, collecting can be a very individual pursuit right very it can be a very uh solo enterprise but but uh and then once you get the thing that you've been seeking so ravenously you just sort of file something away as like a 
nearly a two-dimensional object in space in a box and you put it somewhere and never really look at it. But this gives us the excuse to, you know, embrace this activity with others and make it a social, but see, a social at least, function. At least you guys can put yours in boxes and hide it. Mine's on the floor and hanging on the walls and in racks. You oh, run out of real quick. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> Let me see here. Someday I may do a purge. <laughs> well, depending on what you've got, give me a first red refusal. <laughs> guitars, amps. Oh, guitars and amps. I thought you were talking about vinyl. Oh, no, no, no. If you have an orange amp, I might be interested. But that could oh, be I sold that already. I that sold one. Another yeah. time. Man. But hey, right. let's. Uh, mm hmm. Let's get to the point. Come on, guys. Yeah, let's do this. Police. People tuned in for this. There. <laughs> let's let's say hello to some people here. Scott is here. Police was my first cassette. Looking to learn. Right on, you guys in the chat. There you if go. you're joining this live, participate in the chat. And like I said, we're giving away an Andy Summers guitar pick tonight. Police guitar pick. It's cool. It's a nice so color. You have a chance to win this tonight. Yeah, this is one of the reunion ones. Yeah, it's, it's oh seven oh eight. So participate in the chat. Ask us questions. Lisa is saying, I, I completely agree with that. I don't favor hiding items away. It's fun to share. It's a joyful exchange. Yeah, we don't really get a lot of, here's Scott, what's happening? I can, I'm, I'm just running down the comments. What's happening, my man? <laughs> Yo, hey, Alan. And uh, yeah, I wanna see if my buddy John from uh, Pennsylvania uh, is on yet, I can't tell. Um, but I can see the chat here. It's very cool. Lisa, oh, that? right on. There's Lisa's gonna Lisa's gonna bring Ozzy to us also. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think you know Lisa has been pretty active on some of the Facebook posts. Um, you know, making some comments about um, you know various obscure you know the various obscure topics that I might bring up sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some of you guys watching this, you guys probably don't, aren't, aren't aware, but I'm an admin on an Andy Summers group on Facebook. And I didn't create the page. A friend, actually, a friend of mine in Japan actually created the page years ago. They brought me on as an admin, uh, I guess, years ago. So that's the Andy Summers fans page. Andy Summers fans. You're one yeah. of the admins. Yes. Yeah. I somehow very randomly also became an admin to one of the fan groups. It's the, I think it's called something like the Sting and Police fan group number two or something. I uh, was added as one of like the 20 admins, which is, you know, fine with me. But uh, I didn't start it either. <laughs> <laughs> I, here, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put the link to to the the group that I'm uh, admin of. I guess I'll put the link in the chat so you guys can uh, join that group. I guess that's that's the link to it. Alan says, "I hope we talk about Hugh Padgham." There's that song, "Ooh, la, what is it called? Ooh la la Hugh or something like that." It was kind of like a impromptu b-side by sting on one of his ooh la la Hugh. do you know that song no i i don't i mean it's a it's not something you'd probably listen to more than once or twice i'm sure that they only <laughs> listen to it in the moment when they created it and never look back mm -hmm. it's a... <laughs> yeah so when are we going to have the johnny paint johnny bean fan page uh, you can rip, man. Them. I saw I saw you playing at Guitar Center on some of those guitars. I was like, I didn't realize, like, I I, I mean, I didn't realize how well you could play. 
It's like, wow, that's legit. That's that's what I do, or that's what I did. <laughs> I didn't know I, that. I, didn't I, know I was that. a touring musician for I years. Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, this guy, this guy's badass. <laughs> Those videos, they've actually been taken off the Guitar Center. Those why? Guitar Center they, they don't ones like uh, pretty good. Yeah. The so, ones recently where you're playing the new guitars and stuff, they've taken them down. Oh no, I mean taken off like like getting views. Oh, they have taken off. Okay, yeah, 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 taken yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guitar Center actually did feature me a couple times on their social media like years Why ago. Why wouldn't they? You're you're sitting in their place with the price tags swinging from their. Guitar. I know. Look at how awesome this sounds, guys! Right here. I know. I know. Some people are hating on me though for that too. They're like, "You work for Guitar Center, boo!" And I'm like, "No, I don't. <laughs> no, no, you don't. I you just love to go there. You got your. I just like to go there, and like Star, and Star and, and, and there's nobody budget. there." <laughs> <laughs> you know, behind the counter, there's nobody there to help you. Starbucks, so you can just do whatever you want. You know? And they, even they, if they're there, they can't help you. So, yeah, you should be getting kickbacks <laughs> from both them and Starbucks. That's all I'm yeah, saying. yeah. <laughs> one of the—that's th one of the goals of 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 these channels. But to, if you constantly promote them anyway, then why would they pay you? Yeah, I know. You know so why? Uh, what's it? What's it? Why buy the cow if you get the milk for free? It's it's a it, it, there's a catch no matter no matter what 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 whatever you do, you know. Yeah. So, so uh, but hey, you guys again in the chat, participate in the chat. If you have questions, like if you have, if you have a question for Jay, you can actually mention his name. And if you say hi, are you signed oh, in? Yeah. yeah. If you say no, hi I, in the chat, I can, see, I can see the comments. I can see people like uh, posting stuff. Okay. Private chat also, but I haven't toggled over to that. No, you don't want that. That's just us. That's just between us. Oh, There's got it, got there. it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so, if they if they mention like your username on YouTube, it'll appear in orange, so you'll be able to see it much okay, easier. Okay. 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 So, so. So yeah. So let's. Uh, you know, you mentioned to me that you have a, you know, that you have this little treasure trove of uh, goodies, and I'm kind of interested in seeing. What I got tons of stuff, man. I, I, I got. Don't you have an, an, an Andy an Andy's guitar too? A guitar? I yeah. I have a guitar that he signed. Yeah. No, I mean, didn't you buy one like the style he used? Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, you were going to show us before. That's what you're going to get up. That's it right there. That's yeah, they right did there. custom shop replicas. Is yeah. that one of them? No, I wish. That I, thing's I, expensive. I I wish I had one of those, Andy. Yeah. Uh, I saw him at uh, at a, a book reading in San Francisco. He he has a book called One Train Later, and yeah. he he did a reading. And after the event, he signed my guitar. And then as we were walking out, he was telling me about how they were making Fender was making a, a guitar. And I remember him telling me it was going to be very expensive. And I have yet to actually try one. I well, still haven't actually I haven't seen tried one either. I, what I'm fascinated by is that it it's it seems to perfectly match with every little nick and cut and, 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 and anything that's worn away in the lack in, in the, in the finish. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how they managed to make even the shapes of the, of the, of the, of the worn article, uh, the genuine article. Uh, well, they had the real one. I know, but how do you make the pattern of the, of the paint cutaway little area, like the same shape and everything. A lot of sandpaper. <laughs> they're master. 
they're master they builders. Their, they have their ways. They're master <laughs> builders. Did they, they have they, one, John? You said the bridge went bad on you or something. It was a, an Andy Summer style guitar. You said the bridge went bad. You, I thought you said it was up in the Raptors and you was going to get it down one day and we never did get it. No, no. Okay. Oh, oh, the fan. Yeah, the Hamer. One of the Hamers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've Scott got some Prop of the Hamer guitars. Yeah. Skyprop says, I wish I could have seen them live. Didn't appreciate them until later. Yeah, I only got to see them. Um, I only got to see them on a reunion tour live. I never saw the police in their actual, you know, an, initial tour state, you know, tour days. Um, I saw them. I saw them when they were announcing that they were getting back together because I was in the press room of the Waldorf Astoria during the announcements when they did those three songs at the Rock and Roll Hall family thing. Um, oh, no way. Yeah, I was there. I had an invitation to be a press uh uh, did, I, I guess writer and uh you know I, from what i recollect they only actually broadcast two of the three songs because because after the, the way i remember it after the second song in between the second and third song sting on mic said something like are the drums loud enough for you and at that point stewart got so irate that he just bashed into the snare drum so hard during the second song did it actually <laughs> he actually broke the snare head on the second song and the and and they had to let drum tech had to swap in <laughs> a new snare during the song while he was playing the rest of the kit it was like really crazy wow and if, if i remember correctly that's why like vh1 or whoever broadcast it they only broadcast two songs but uh, oh the rock and roll hall of fame that thing where they said yeah well, yeah when they they, they, they did up. they did uh every breath you take what else? I can't remember the three songs they did. I have to imagine they did that on Roxanne and something else. But, but the middle song they just didn't broadcast because it was like this little hissy fit, you know, like situation where Sting <laughs> aggravated Stewart and he just was like, you know, they were just like back. What at else it. was new? I mean, no, that no, they couldn't pull it together just for these freaking three songs, you know. Eric, by the way, Eric. Oh, from Van Hill News Desk. Eric, great to see you, man. You got to jump on the channel at some point, Eric. Great to see you. The Booked on Rock podcast. Great to see you, man. Well, I mean, I was I was actually thinking about about that today because, you know, I, I told you, well, everybody knows, you know, I do a lot of I do a Van Halen show exclusively Van Halen Tuesdays. And all people do is argue about Roth and Hagar, you know, who's better. All they do is fight. And the thing is, the police, their entire career was supposedly them fighting all the time yeah behind the scenes you know in the limousines you know whatever and they kept it together and they were able to make they they became really the biggest band in the world by 1984 you know and still to this day they're still out there sting's doing his yeah, stuff stewart's I mean, doing his stuff andy i just saw andy a couple months well you were there you yeah. know a couple a couple months ago yeah, yeah. They're still active. They're still doing everything. And, and, and they're still and they're still playing the police catalog. I mean, every one of them in their own iterations. Sting integrates police songs into his live set today. Andy is still playing his police song solo amongst the other songs he writes within his that set. That was great, man. Sure, his, that his show. for orchestra. Everyone, there was a very concentrated time where so much came together and, you know, had this amazing output that everyone's still able to capitalize on now. 
Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's just incredible. But but see, they didn't they didn't uh, implode or explode or whatever. They took it all the way to the top as high as they could go, and then they stopped. Right, right. But I've heard stories though. For instance, where one of the reasons why on the Synchronicity album cover they all have their own stripes on the record cover is because they really weren't enjoying each other's company to the degree that they only, they all had their own photo shoots in different locations at different times. Mm. So, so, you know, so, so Stewart's was in a prop house. Andy's was somewhere else. Every one of their, their photo shoots happened individually. And then they brought all those photos together, you know, Dwayne Michaels's photos and they arranged them and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. that's why like, you know, that's why they're not all like standing next to each other in that, you know, they just didn't at that point, it was kind of a tense environment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that's still cool. But see, but they were still ma- able to make things work, become no, as no, big no. as they did. And still, they're still out there. They've still been active all those years. So my question still active. is, my question actually is, would they have been able to come up with the music that they did? Had they, you know, but had they not had that kind of, uh, tension and energy going on you know between them back and forth like was there any aspect of that brought out competitiveness or in some way was like a <laughs> let's start showing stuff we got yeah we got, the ghost, we, I have, we have so much stuff program. here <laughs> ghost tour program let me see it have you seen this have you ever seen one of these i ones? i think i mean i don't have that one actually because i'm not a ghost uh, i don't have like everything ghost but i i mean page through it i want to see it <laughs> Did you ghost this program? <laughs> Dude, this is so cool. I don't know how, I don't know where I got this. I, I have no idea. Look at That's there awesome. You go. The Go-Go's, huge part of police history. Yeah, I don't know where I got this. That's great. Um, That's what you need to have Andy sign. I know. Next Next time next time who who was it who was telling me about this photo was it you somebody on rock podcast says that that's their best album but the problem is it's so hard to decide what their best album is were you the one telling me about that photo there with andy with the red strat i don't know about that photo i don't that's it looks like somebody on facebook or something was telling me how that was that was trick photography the way they did that well it does look like it's one guitar maybe yeah yeah but it does look like it's one guitar though too yeah i don't know but very this is very cool the coolest part of this though is it has all their equipment like for for live so oh, you, can see, really cool. you can see like let's see where's uh yeah to get an inside glimpse at stuff you know that reminds me that somewhere in my boxes oh crap i do actually have a police uh tour like a contract like a tour contract that shows like you know, it would be the equivalent of like when they talk about what color M&Ms they want or whatever. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> somewhere I've got one, you know, at least one of those hanging out. Um, I was trying to find because I have a synchronicity tour book as well. Oh, I had I those. picked up. I picked up in uh, Miami. There's one that's more um, that's more oriented like a rectangle. It's like, the, oh, it's, it's like small. really big. It's a really big one. More, yeah. more oriented like a square, but they have similar content. I think they just, I don't know where it just, is though. The layout is a little different. Yeah. Is that Johnny Bean? Yes, it is Johnny Bean over there. Dakota asks. Hey, it is. Okay, let's get that out of the way. Is that you, Johnny Bean? You guys, I've got this clip and, and 
it's really it's it's the inspiration for doing all these shows you know all these shows that i do now i was a guest on a show called huffington post live well actually andy summers was the guest mm. he, he was putting Can out oh my god this is so i'll funny. play this well i play it all the time anyway but this is the perfect time to play it he was andy summers was a guest on huffington post live uh he was promoting uh a film that he made this is about 10 years ago they and and the company sent me a signed poster of it i still have it it's in the loft i i should have grabbed it but uh anyway this company contacted me via via x you know which is now called x and they said hey do you want to come on and ask andy summers a question we see that you're a huge fan i'm like sure and so they bring me on and and it, it was kind of weird and this is only part of the video i need to upload the entire thing oh yeah i'd love to see if there's more i've i there there is more of it but here let me let me play this uh okay check this out thank you first of all very much for joining us uh but thank now you. we've got johnny hello johnny hi how are you is that johnny bean yes hey man how are you <laughs> hey good to see you man it's been a while are you still living in san francisco Yep. <laughs> you guys, you guys know each other. You guys I, hang out. I, I bet. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, what's your question, John? Thank you, first of all, very much for joining us. Uh, but now we've got. That's amazing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird because it's, he didn't expect to see me, and and he's like, "Is that John?" I'm like, "Yeah." It's hey. so funny because he like he, <laughs> he 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 sheepishly kind of like is admitting that he knows, but he doesn't know how it's going to be perceived that he is kind of like publicly sort of saying that hey like you know yeah <laughs> and he's like <laughs> like it's ambiguous like as to what the nature of the relationship is and so it's just a really really funny exchange. It's a very it's, I love it. It's so funny. When I saw it, I just laughed so much, but I love it. It's like so it's cool. it's it's so weird yeah <laughs> it's so cool it it's is fun cool. Yeah. it's fun um but uh yeah so anyway i started doing these shows after after that and then that was the last time i talked to andy up and well yeah until a couple months ago yeah at the monterey show where you and i met yeah yeah exactly right you raised you raced up from la to go to this this show i did i did it was a uh it was a multi-stop trip where the first stop was to see Andy Summers. I, I, I didn't, I don't think I even ate anything that day. I didn't even have time to stop for food. I like, I bought some like chocolates in the lobby so that I wouldn't be like, my stomach wouldn't be growling during the show. And then, uh, you know, wonderful show. And then, you know, I saw some, a buddy crash at his house. And then the next day proceeded further north to get some autographs, but we'll talk about that later because those autographs are relevant to the police story. Yeah. Well, do, do you want to? Because I found, because I, I think what you what you uh, what you had told me. Right. Here, where is it? So the autographs that I initially got, actually, not only was I going to see Andy and Johnny was instrumental in in actually asking Andy to get give me some autographs on a couple of forty fives. But then also I was I was going further north to get an autograph on an old record of Stewart's. And I think you got one right there. I ha I have one right here. Nice. And he signed it for you too. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah. Right oh, I there. gotta show you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I gotta show you a picture of the room. <laughs> just because of that. Hold on a second. You're gonna love this. Yeah. Like if, if you if you guys if you're like a major Stuart Copeland fan, you might know what this is. Check this out. Although if you're not, you'll have no idea what this album even is. Check this out. This is oh cool. Stuart holding that same record that he just signed for me behind the in the uh, green room area of the House of Blues on uh, Sunset when it was still around. Nice. So that was an interesting exchange too. But so I could talk about that after we talk about yours. What did he tell you about? Actually, I have, uh, there's actually a video on my channel of him signing it. And, really? And yeah, I think did he signed it. Did he sign it? I hate Sting, Stuart Copeland. <laughs> no, no, he, he didn't. <laughs> I once asked Andy, actually, I was asked Andy during an Amoeba Records book signing mm -hmm. to sign. He said, who, who do I make it out to? I said, oh, make it out to Sting. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, wait, what? <laughs> he, 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 you know, ultimately, he wanted to know what my actual name was. But I thought it was really funny. He, he Stoke was like, the fire. Who, who, who is that going to be? Who, who are you really giving it to? It was just really funny. I can show the clip of him signing this if you want. Yeah, I'd love it's, to see that. Right? You have that queued up? Oh, it's amazing. on my channel. Yeah. Should be this right here. Oh, there I am. <laughs> also at Amoeba. This was at Amoeba in San Francisco. This nice. was 2009, 2010. You know, you know her, right? And uh, we, he was signing for his book. Right. Strange thing happened. Yeah. Here, let's, let's see. So, so I go up, and he talks. He talks about this too. Check oh, it. Yeah, check this it out. Oh yeah, cool because it looks like he's really, uh, you know, giving people time. No. Yeah. Hey. There he is. <laughs> what up? Oh, Frol came in. That was recorded just over the back. Yeah. I know. I got it. In our town. I think it's still over there. Charles Austin. That's who I actually met. That's the guy that you met. Right. Yeah. You met. I can tell you about that. It was great. He's given those to you before. There, I, I gave him some of my guitar picks. Are these different guitars? Are they all? It's all him. They're all you. Thank you, man. Yeah, he was cool. I mean, look at that. He's like signing stuff. He signed a, yeah, a drumstick. He, that's the right thing about there. Stuart. Stuart really is very gracious, and he has this really yeah. He has yeah. really good understanding of like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's he's just really, just really cool dude. I've met him a couple, I think a couple times that I can think of, but. Well, let me tell you that one story about this chance meeting where, so I was at the House of Blues. It was during a Vinks benefit. I don't know if you recall who Vinks is. He's a vocalist who does a lot of looping in his production and Sting mm -hmm. actually produced one of his records. Um, but Vinks, I, the way that I heard it, 
his studio in Los Angeles was actually ransacked at one point, and he was there was a benefit concert, I believe, for Vinks. And so there were a whole bunch of people playing at the House of Blues to uh, to raise money to so he could build back his studio. And one of them was like Michelle Shocked, and and one of them studio Stewart. So I decided to go, and I, I came in early. No one was there yet. I went up to the uh, to the like guard who like you know stands in front of the green room door, you know, and I said, Hey, I, you know, wanted to know if I could maybe uh, meet Stuart Copeland at some point, you know, he said, well, you know, come back, you know, come back right after the first set. Cause he's playing at the end of the first set into the, you know, <clears throat> before the second set. So this is the way I recall it. I could be wrong at this stage. It could have been the beginning of the second set. I, I don't know. It was either one. So, so anyway, I did what he, what the guy said, right? Like this was, I got there way early, like two hours early, an hour and a half early. There was nobody there yet. So I actually was able to talk to the guy in, in, in front. And even though his whole job is to keep people like me from guys <laughs> like them, for some reason, when I went back to him like an hour and a half or whatever later, after Stuart had actually performed on stage and was definitely back there, I came up and say, remember me? I was a guy who came up and you know asked maybe if I could meet Stuart. He left his post, went back stage, asked Stuart if some random person he didn't know, who he never, who didn't know, didn't know anything to, you know, could come back and get an autograph, emerged and said, yeah, Stuart said it's fine. Come on. Like this is what I'm saying. Stuart is such a gracious guy. He's he really does seem to understand this this like give and take. Like if you're the celebrity, then you part of your kind of like a uh, role is that you people are gonna you know you're the give giver of talent and energy and creativity and people can, are gonna ask you for things. You know, and you can tell that he really appreciates he appreciates his fans. Yes, he yes. Really, that's so, yeah. so I went back there and with my Frollcaven, right? Frollcaven mm -hmm. copy. He looked and he was like, oh, what do you have? Like maybe like the copy of, uh, you know, Ghost of the Machine or something. And I pulled out Frollcaven. He's like, he's like, holy shit. You, you actually, what, where'd you get that? Yeah. Did you actually pay money for that? We're <laughs> the only two guys on the planet that have these, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I can tell you a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I sadly, I mean, I've gone really far down the rabbit hole with this album. So. So, um, so what I did was there are th that's actually, Stuart right there on the right. There are actually three dudes who were, were on this record. Charles Osman, who wrote the songs. That's this guy in the car. In Mercedes. Stuart right circled him for me. He's like, that's him. <laughs> and then there's also a guy who play who's, who does vocals on just one track. And his name is, uh, uh, Bailey. 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 Bailey, uh, he's, 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 he, Bailey Pegasus Pendergrass the third. I mean, I don't know if these are real names, right? But, uh, but that's how he's listed on the record. So check this out. You're not going to believe this when I show you this, but so this is, this is the one that Stuart signed for me that, oh no. Yeah, this is the one that Stuart signed <laughs> Where's for me. Where's yours, Ron? <laughs> and then, right, took it. <laughs> subsequent to that, I was able to get Bailey to sign this for me in San Francisco. I, I met him. And then oh, the day that cool. we met, the day after we met, after that Andy show at Golden State, I drove further north and I met Charles Osman and he signed it for me too, right there. So now I have all three of them signing oh, this. Oh, no way. Now, beyond, beyond that, beyond that, I found that there's variations because some of them, like this copy, 
have this little sticker in the corner. This is recorded in Berkeley uh, in like a stop sign shape. Oh, it has wow. a sticker on top of the picture. But da, 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 some of them have stickers that are different. He's got your beat, Johnny. And then some of them. <laughs> but the thing is, I bought this in Berkeley. Some of them have stickers that say different recorded in Berkeley in different ways. This is one that Charles Osmond had already signed, but verified that this was his signature before I bought it. That said the grand zilch of ozone, which is how he's written on the record cover. And then Stuart, it's a very atypical Stuart uh, autograph, but he was reaching over to sign it for me at NAMM. Uh, and he kind of has this really sploogy, weird looking autograph there. It was just like a... Bleh. Looks like it says Sting, actually. Well, it's a weird autograph. <laughs> I, I hate Sting is what it says. I, I, I have, it's a really weird There's autograph mine. from him, but I actually have a picture of him doing it. So it's like all good. But like you have that... Look at this. I'm going to just... This is now my Froll Cave collection, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> look at that. So like that's like sickness right there. That you is guys, pretty sick. You guys do have the only copies. Now he has most of them. It looks like further. Well, there were only yeah, there weren't that many. It said one fifty written in that. There were not that, that many. So also, I, I think I actually ha I might have another one of these too. I'm thinking I own two of these. I don't know if you remember back in the day, Stuart actually had an email address that was Kryptone at AOL. Oh yeah, yeah. I sent him an email. It said something about how I bought this record expecting a little more and that I thought maybe it was kind of Trey mediocre. <laughs> and he writes back in all caps, what do you mean? And then Trey mediocre. Then it's not the rest of his not all caps. It's like, okay, yes, it was a student thing. Sideburns were cool, though. Everyone looked like a dork in those days. <laughs> <laughs> like, when are you going to get a message directly back from like someone who you you know idolize like this like this was before people as like a strategy were trying to interact with fans more on like whatever platforms this was just an email between him and me in like the 90s so that was really special you know yeah that's great you know i remember that website that was a great site i, yeah, I made a yeah, lot of friends you know a lot a lot of a lot of people a lot of you guys think i'm this van halen fanatic which i am but also, I love the police. There's, I, I love a lot of bands. But, uh, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're on the way. <laughs> very, very apropos. Um, so, what, what was I saying? Anyway, I like I like a lot of different stuff, and and uh, I've made a lot of friends over the years in all these different these different groups all you know the van i've got you know the van halen friends the police friends i'm a huge duran duran fan i got duran duran friends i run a, a duran group as well i need to talk to you about duran duran as oh, well, part of the topic of the police we'll create a show no 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 it's part of this show first i <laughs> want to acknowledge how jamie h2011 says he loved vinks and vinks is great um out, off to the side here i'm just kind of peeling through the side but here here's the uh the Duran Duran and, poli and, and police uh, sort of merge in two ways. Okay. One, there is an autobiography by John, I think his name is John, is it John Taylor, the bass player? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so John Taylor wrote an autobiography. That came out about, about 10, 12 years ago. Okay, so if you look yeah. at the autobiography, 
it explains that when he used to go to shows back in the day, I'm assuming in London, that he used to, but I could be wrong, but he, he used to, by, uh, by just as, as habit, he used to bring a recorder with him and bootleg every show he went to because he never knew who was <laughs> the next big thing, right? Well, 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 John Taylor, apparently, and it's expressed in his book, actually bootlegged one of the very first police songs where they started out by, I think they started out by backing Cherry Vanilla, then did their own set. But he has a set because he's of the police on a really, really early, like the sixth like ever police concert. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. I'd have to look back at the when they were a four piece at the or, or by the when 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 I, uh, they were a three I piece. I think I think it was actually when they were a three piece with Henri. Actually, I think it was like early, early, early. So with uh, Henri Padovani, like like so Sting apparently on Mike was talking about how you know uh, he's. I, I mean, this could be totally wrong. I think he kind of bad mouthed the band coming up. Like, oh, I know you guys are all here, but they the next band, you know. <laughs> They suck or something like that. I don't know. But I and I think the way I recall John in Don John Taylor's biography, he says that he actually, as an individual audience member, had a verbal interchange with Sting on stage and was like, Yeah, screw you, they're great, or whatever, whatever it was he said back. And he transcribes from his bootleg what he and Sting exchanged verbally from that show. So I actually so that that's one intersection of the police and sting, uh, police and Duran Duran that happened very, very early on. Now, I live in Los Angeles. I live like within walking distance of John Taylor. I could literally, it would take me less than 20 minutes to be in front of it. But what a creeper I well, would let's be. let's go. Like I knock on his door. <laughs> let's go. Let's hey, go over there. Hey, hey, John Taylor. Uh, you don't Where's know that bootleg you recorded the police? We're talking about that. We'd like to hear that. How, how crazy would this be? How crazy, I would love to hear that. How crazy would this be? He's like, Hi, John. Like, yeah, I know you're in that band Duran Duran and everything. And yeah, like girls on film, like a uh, great song and everything. But I really would like to talk to you about that bootleg you made about the police. <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you like transition to that topic without making yourself like, feel like an asshole? Like, like, hey, like, I don't want to talk to I don't I like you're a great bassist. I acknowledge that. Like, like, I love like, you know, I'm but not, you're no sting. I'm not like a super huge fan. I don't like I don't even have like maybe one of your records, but I know you're cool and everybody loves you. But I'm not really I don't really want to talk to you about anything that you've ever done or <laughs> I, want to just, I just want to talk to you about some cassette that's in your closet and ask you and and what would i even be able to offer him for that like he just no reason to give so the other point of intersection is that he and Stuart copeland actually played together one time at some sort of uh uh function that's uh that had something to do with like kids education in some way what's that now that's that's john taylor looking at me oh my gosh look at that <laughs> he's like there's my cyber stalker <laughs> He's like, wait, you know that guy Jay? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's if so you weird. Know him, you gotta Ron, get I told you, I have connections with almost anything, dude. It's crazy. No, no, I mean, it's I, crazy, I love. Man. I don't know, like you know, I, I mean, he has something of great historical value and significance to police fans just sitting around at his house. Obviously, it's not. He doesn't have you know copyright copyright to that stuff, but but he also. He also played. Yeah, right. He's like, what are you guys talking is. about before? So <laughs> he's, he's like looking right at me. Look, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There he is. 
Now, the, the reason why he's looking at me, I'll tell you why. Because I went through the line twice. So that's him that like, oh, no, you know, that guy's back. This that means it's time to go. That means time to go. That's probably what he's thinking there. Yeah, he's like, I'm afraid. I don't know. This guy seems like he might be a weirdo. That's what he's thinking. There's <laughs> actually video of this. Hat. There's actually video of this on my channel of walking through. And, so, so, and yeah. uh, so, that, was at a, that was at Rasputin's in Berkeley, actually. Oh, got it, got it, got it. 20, so, yeah. 2010, I think. If you go onto YouTube, though, like you can see some sort of video where where Stuart and John are playing together, and mm -hmm. I have to imagine if they're friends or they're playing together, maybe John just gave the bootleg to Stuart. So maybe Stuart has it now. Maybe they'll commercialize it. Maybe. Line. Well, what about that book that that he uh, he put out? Do you have that? I do have that. It's really good. I mean, it it's very. I need that reference. That. <laughs> it's very referency. It has some beautiful, beautiful pictures of some uh, photographs and uh, memorabilia, uh, you know, uh, that's, you know, credited as being uh, con contributed by people that you and I both know and talk to on the Facebook groups. Very gracious of them to allow that stuff to be used. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And 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 it has it's very referency like it, you can look at it. And very in a very granular manner, look through the entries and see what was happening when, and uh, and uh, it's definitely an enjoyable thing. But it ha it's really for, you know for the right audience. But I would I would recommend it. My question though is because I don't have it, and but I know of it, and I know of the audio that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Is that any of that audio possibly the stuff that John Taylor recorded? No, that's, those are demos on the audio. Oh. So the audio, firstly, the audio, I did a calculation on Facebook. You can go look. So just yesterday, actually, I was like, what did it take to get these demos out of Stuart? So he did 500 of the like mid-range book, like the ultimate edition or whatever, or the, 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 the premium edition. And then like that, he did was 500, 500 of the one that came with a CD and a hundred of the one that came with CD and a, an original print. And he charged for the regular book. It was $55 for the The book with the CD, it was 375. That means the CD cost 320 bucks. And then for the one with the CD and the poster, it was 750. So, if we still attribute 320 to the CD, you know, the balance of the poster, then he made 600 copies where the CD was attributed to 300 as to $320 per person. Turns out that he as proceeds from just the CD portion of the 600 that he made, made 192 grand on publishing those demos, which is, Hey, take all the money you can. I mean, I, I want you to make millions on them. Give us more demos. You know, like so, fine. Nothing wrong with that. Me, yeah, take all the money. But uh, that's that's what it took to get him to release those demos. Hundred, you know, two hundred grand basically. Are, is it out of print? Is it still available to get those? Because I've you never heard them. You can't get the de the demos. Only came with the limited edition versions. That they only made six hundred of. After that, there's fifty. There's there's just book copies that don't come with the CD. Mm -hmm. And they're, that's all that's available now. I think what it was is that they kind of like, probably, the demos are very rough. Now, for people, diehards will enjoy them regardless of that. But I think there was a marketing strategy, if you ask my opinion, but that said, well, we're going to weed people out who are only diehards by making it a more expensive than the average person can buy so that the people who do buy it are the ones who would like it not someone who would just casually encounter it 
anyway and think that it sucks. Like if you really, really wanted it and you wanted to pay $300, $20 for the CD, then you're probably one of those people who are not going to be as critical of it as others. So that to me was the purpose of putting the price point really, really high, right? Um, I remember when they released that and I remember thinking about it. I'm like, man, I'd really like this, but really, I mean, it's really expensive, but yeah, but here, the, the interesting thing is that nobody has posted any of those on YouTube. Normally people rip stuff and post it right away. You'd think anything rare you can sell one copy of and then the next day it's right, yeah. back, it's right on you either out of respect for Stuart or, or out of fear since their name is directly associated with it because your name gets put in the back of the book and who knows if they watermarked the CDs or not, there was only 600 of them. So, so if you ripped it and you gave it to other people, did they watermark it? I don't know. Maybe people are like, Oh shit, I better not copy it. Cause maybe they can trace it back to me. And, and people pay 320 bucks for it. So they're like, it's, Oh, well, should I give this to everybody else for nothing? I just paid 320 bucks for it. So, you know, people it's are possible. I mean, that's possible, but also, the 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 fans the police fans from what i've seen like the ones that i've met going back to the myspace days you know yeah. a lot of those people i met on myspace and we worked our way to facebook and now you know we're on the facebook groups and whatever a lot of these fans they're really nice people i mean the police fans they're they're really like i mean they're they're nice it's not like van halen fans fighting all day long about stuff I had to block somebody today. Some lady went crazy on me. You know, I wow. had to had to bounce them from my group. Wow. But but with police fans, I can see. I mean, there's there's respect for Sting, Stewart, Andy, and I can see, you know, people that bought that not posting it or maybe not even knowing how. Maybe, maybe well, you get a you CD know? these days. You get a actual physical CD these days, and like. I venture to guess that some of the people who received it didn't even know how to freaking play it anymore, except in their car. <laughs> I bought a CD yesterday, actually, to play in my car. Right, to play in your car. But how many people yeah. are like ripping and burning CDs these days? No. Like you I don't a, even have a CD burning. Do you have any blank at CDs at home? No. There no. you go. I well, do, but no. they're like 10 I do. years old. I do. I know. I don't even know if they would still write because they're like old. Yeah. But yeah, Lisa says the police, I, I, and I apologize, Lisa, I don't know if you actually go by Lisa Claire or only Lisa short form, but but she says the police fan base are wonderful. I was, that was so much kindness, especially in the yeah. States, overwhelming. It really, I mean, you know, we have a specialized interest. I mean, I want to say it's not a specialized interest. These guys were the most popular man in the freaking world. Why would liking them be so specialized? Lisa's fine. Great. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh you know, so it's not really a specialized interest, but honing in on it as a, you know, as an obsession, a collectible obsession might be a, a kind of a, a you know, a, a singular. I, you know, I was joking around with one of my new friends saying that, you know, these guys live rent free in my brain like daily. <laughs> you know, I think about the police all the time and and, 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 and collecting their stuff. Not I mean the band. The, the band. <laughs> like, I don't. Oh I don't, no, they're gonna find me. Now, granted, I, how do you paranoia? Sound effects like available <laughs> to you. At, at, at the like, granted, I don't know or care about their personal lives. I just like their music. It's not, you know. There's definitely a line, you know. I like, you know. I, like I say, I obsess about. Oh, the, sure. I yeah. about the music, not about the people. I don't have. I don't have a lot of like posters and things like that. I just like music files or, 
or physical objects. And so, you know, we were talking about different things related to the police. And that's why that's... I come up with a synchronicity specialist, but we can get into that. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm glad you are. Let me see. I have, wait, where, where is it? I have one of the, one of the synchronicity, the black and white ones. Yeah. Which you probably have the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah. I do. Not, not every other copy that ever was made, but I have the other types. Yeah. I can, I can show you some stuff. There you go. Jump on it, Jay. Well, let me explain. So the reason I'm calling myself the synchronicity specialist. Uh, Here's this one. I don't know why. Uh, this is probably, oh, this is just a regular. This is just like a regular one, I guess. So do you want me to geek out for a second about synchronicity? Sure. Okay. Stop me at any time. <laughs> so yes, I mean, awesome. Awesome, man. That's I mean, one of my favorite. I mean, of course, one of my favorite. I'm a synchronicity specialist. The reason Amazing I'm saying record. synchronicity specialist is, is if people decided to go onto YouTube right now and type in synchronicity variations, then what they would find or synchronicity LP variations or something like that. And I can put the uh, I can do that myself and put the links in the chat if you want. Just let me know. But um, what you'll find are two videos, uh, one that says get me synchronicity and one that says get me synchronicity part two um the reason they were called get me synchronicity is because i was glomming off the title of a prior fans uh news uh letter called get me the police like when people were flying photocopies around in the early days uh and made a vhs video about that too um so get me synchronicity chronicles all of the covers so what there actually are in terms of U.S. covers is that there are 37 varieties plus the Columbia Record Club variety that I consider a 38 because it has a pink stripe instead of a red. So that there were there were when you when it comes to color stripe variations with different photo orders, there were 30. Then there were six black and white. There's one gold, silver, bronze with photos on it. That's 37 total. And then there's the Columbia Record Club one that, that has a pink PMS color, Pantone color, instead of the red, that makes 38. That's the US collection. Except that <laughs> you can actually, there's actually more than 38 out of 30. I have all those and I've shown them all on video number one. But I've actually also shown a 39th out of a collection of 38 because there was, during the press check in Chicago, where they're running off the copies to see whether the color values look right on the page and all that stuff. Um, they ran off some versions of this, of the gold, silver, bronze without the black plate. So without the black plate means with no photos. So, so I was actually able to acquire through record Mecca, which is kind of like a collector's, uh, you know, uh, marketplace, uh, I was able to acquire from uh, the owner of uh, the, 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 the guy who runs it, uh, Jeff Gold, what I believe to actually be Jeff Arov's copy that he had, which he was the head of AM and, and, and he, he had the, the, the press check versions were cut and folded and glued and turned into example copies of, and the, and the gold, silver, bronze with no photos was given mm -hmm. to upper level executives. There were, said to be approximately 10, but that was, they were said to be 10, but that's only approximation. And one of them ended up with, I believe, 
uh, Jeff Arov. And then Jeff, I believe, gave his collection to Jeff Gold to, 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 in an effort to, uh, of, for disposition through auction. And through Record Mecca, he sold that one to me. So I had this 39th copy that's just a printer's proof from the press check. And at that time, I thought that was all there was going to be for U.S. copy, <laughs> 39 out of 38. But there's more. So then later on, <laughs> when I was talking to my buddy here in L.A. who designed the record for A&M, he, oh, cool. he, I know the guy who actually came up with the concept. And he was saying that he also had one of those gold, silver, bronzes that he would be willing to sell me. And he had an extra black and white one laying around, and he'd sell me that too. And I was like, okay, well, it was always hard to find the black and white ones, so I might as well buy that one as a spare copy just for the hell of it, even though I had mm -hmm. the other stuff anyway. So I bought those from him as well as the concept art for Synchronicity, the actual cell vinyl where you can lift up the layers and see the – maybe I should get that layer later and show you that. But it's, a, it's like a museum piece. It's not – so anyway, he sold me the second copy of Gold, Silver, Bronze and the black and white copy that he had. Well, when I brought it home – this black and white copy and looked at it against the other six that anyone has ever been able to find since 1983, I noticed something unusual, which was that it was a seventh copy. It was a unique version that no one had ever seen before. So, so all of a sudden I have 40, Dang. I have 40 out of 38 copies. There's one copy of this black and white one that exists that anybody knows about. And right now I am the keeper. Of that copy so i have the full collection 40 out of 38 and then yeah. also there's a lot of like foreign variations venezuela gatefold you know there's so a, all kinds of stuff so when you go to let's say amoeba and you probably head straight to the police vinyl section when you see a couple synchronicities there and they're older ones not like newer ones like can you look at it and be like oh that's number 35 or oh that's number nine well the only actually the funny thing that you funny you say that because <laughs> Previously, everyone was like, oh, do you have the one that has the blue stripe on top with Sting in the corner holding a mirror? Or do you have the one with Andy on top with a Well, who's going to know that? Nobody's going to know that. It was such a pain. It was just a monumental pain in the ass to figure out what you had, right? So what I did after I had all these 40 copies was I created a collector checklist. I created a numerical reference for people. And if you want, I can, I don't know if I can share a file through the chat, but, or if you, but I actually have this up on my web server. Also, I can figure out what the address is to it, but I actually made a checklist so that you can see what the covers are. So, okay. That's the, you're posting the synchronicity variations volume one video there. And I actually have a volume two video that then shows that 40th copy that I subsequently found after I made that first video. And then I actually made a PDF checklist that you can zoom into. It's pretty large, so I can't really email it around. So people need to download it. It's you know, probably like 25 megs or something where you can zoom into the covers and I put a number next to each one so that of the 40, you can say, oh, I still need number 16 and number 39 and number eight. <laughs> Instead of having to say, do you have the one with the red strip on top? It's kind of like this. It's got Stuart with a clock or, you know, all that baloney, like mm. monkey bananas. But nobody's so, going to even know any of that. I mean, well, that's... actually, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. After I made that checklist, <laughs> no, no, seriously. After I made that checklist and made it easier for people to find stuff, 
I found, and I could just be imagining things, but I found that it seems as though there are more people interested in looking because now it's easier to figure out what you've got. Nobody had ever really sat down and done the work to figure out what actually exists. So, you know, I put that together. I mean, that's not true. Um, Raphael in Paris has a wonderful website called followtheleaders.fr. It's a French website, follow the leaders. And on it, he goes into detail about, you know, different countries, releases and holy grail items and all this stuff. And you can see pictures of the gold, silver, bronze on there also. And it's a, a you know, wonderful, wonderful website for reference purposes to see some of the most obscure stuff that relates to the police on earth. Um, he had all wow. most of the synchronicities listed, but not the two oddballs. Oh. You said Columbia House had their own copy? Columbia House, Columbia Record Club, CRC, and in black writing on the back cover next to the track listings, had a version where they used a different color red. Everyone else has this nice, rich red, like the backdrop of this uh, video that we're you know looking at. This, uh, but uh, but the Columbia one, Columbia Record Club one, has like a pink, um, a pink color. I mean, I can show it to you if you. I, I mean. I think I still own Columbia Record Club, like sixty dollars. I've been a step ahead of them for thirty-five years. I don't. Are they still after you? Are they still after you? I've been dodging them for thirty-five years. Yeah, right. Hey, Ed, hey, Edwin, how's it going? So yeah, yeah. So let me actually see. I can tell you what the um, if you'd like to know, and if your listenership would like to know what the um, what the direct link is to get this fabled checklist that I've been talking about and so that they can uh, have, sure. um, I will go onto my website, right? I'm, 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 I'm logging into my FTP server right now and I will tell you what the, I'll just type it into the chat right now. It says, why does it say join the chat? I'm already in the chat, aren't I? I'll, I guess I'll go join. No, the chat. You need to, you need to sign in. Oh, I'm going to, if that's the case, since you want. I don't want to be distracted by that, I'm going to go to the private chat area. Yeah. I'm going to send you the link and then maybe you can post it to these folks. So I'm just going to, before I do that, just post it in and make sure it works that I typed it right. Yeah. Okay. It works. So here there in the private chat, I just sent you the link to the PDF of the checklist for all 40 of the known U S cover variations, even though that includes two that were only, Printer's proofs. There you go, you guys. So happy hunting. It's really kind of difficult to. Oh, you, it says opens in a new tab behind it, so it doesn't look like a link in the chat. I don't know if you want to repost it or edit that. Yeah, I th I think it just uh... delete the opens in a new tab aspect of that URL if you want to get the checklist. It says file not found. Four hundred four error. There you go. Really? Right there. Yeah. Because of the opens was after it. Because the opens in a new tab yeah. was after it. You got to now. Okay. Now, if you click on that, it'll work. Copy it after without the opens and new tab aspects after the PDF file name. So that's what I'm talking about right there. And you know, happy hunting. Discogs, eBay, and Discogs are frustrating in this regard because you have to ask people if the image that they've posted is actually the image of the one that they're selling, because they don't notice the difference. 
They don't uh, notice that there are differences, right? They don't have any idea that there's a difference. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to sell well, synchronicity. That's what I'm saying. Nobody knows that. Right. It's only a few a, they, people that know how many of those exist. They grab some stock image from somewhere and use that out of laziness to post their yeah. thing. And then you buy it and you get it and you're like, what the hell is this? So it's kind of that also makes an additional challenge, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, but it's 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 gratifying. I mean, I guess you'd have to that's, believe. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, I was excited. I have one of the black and white ones. It's not here. I'll show it's, you. One. I mean, I gra somewhere. I'll grab one. I have, a, I have an extra one off to the side. Let me get. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See. See, if you guys have never seen this, you guys know the synchronicity colors, but there there are black and white ones out there. Yeah. So this is one that I just got off of, uh, I think, Discogs or eBay or something, just as an extra copy. So I have all seven black and whites, but I have two copies of this one now for trading purposes, because you never know when you're going to need something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't showed all my stuff yet. No, you only showed <laughs> one just... thing, man. One tour program. Break it out. <laughs> We're waiting for Ron to show his. Let me see. It, Mine's flashing in the background. <laughs> I'll show okay. you mine. <laughs> okay, let me just. This is something I tr I tried to put this on earlier, but it's been twenty. It's been twenty years since oh, I've worn wow, this. Oh wow, that's cool. That's so. Uh, but yeah, that this is an actual. This is an actual one. Really, I didn't. I mean, I I didn't get it from the concert. I must have bought it or somebody gave it to me twenty years ago. But I used to wear this live on stage when I used to play. Oh my gosh, that's great, man. Look at that. That's great. I don't know if you saw, but I'm wearing a Synchronicity shirt today. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> That's cool. I've never seen that one. I think this might have been a reunion tour one, but, you know, uh, I don't even remember where I picked this up. Probably at like a thrift store or something. I mean, what a find is that when you walk into like a Goodwill and you see a police shirt for like seven bucks that you get <laughs> Yeah. Music stream says Sting is an a-hole. Andy Summers doesn't get a penny for every breath you take. Most iconic guitar riff in history. Sting gets the money. So that was an interesting topic that I actually embarked on a conversation about the other day with somebody, one of my friends. So the way, yeah, I mean, Sting wrote the underlying composition so that he owns the publishing, right? And Andy came in and played the, uh, you know, the, uh, the guitar part on that. Um, but he, you know, and he, and he definitely added a you know stylistic element to that, but from a strictly songwriting perspective, like not even drummers don't normally get writing credit for beats. I mean, look at what Steve Gadd's done for music. For music, I mean, he definitely would seem like you know some and, bands are very, some bands are very egalitarian about the way that they divide up songwriting credit, right? But some bands actually follow who actually wrote this. So that's a Japanese one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have this one. I, it's like sideways. I this have, stuff is like that way. Yeah. I can't tell you if I have it or not because there's actually two slightly different variations of that. I just I just found it in my in my box. That that's badass. There's so there are two variations of that. Like there's um there's one that I think is like louder than the other and it has a different catalog number. But uh but yeah that that's that's really cool. That's actually pretty valuable if you go if you go on to uh, if you gonna if you try I paid nine dollars and you got a huge <laughs> bargain for that i'm telling you check this out yeah let me just let me just go ahead and i'll just show you guys stuff that i have yeah no go for it okay at, at one of the at, at one of the andy summers trio shows that i went to back in the late 90s 
Yeah. I basically, I, I handed him like a whole stack of CD covers and he just signed, 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 nice. signed, That's so signed. nice. Okay. I'll show you a couple of them. Actually, I remember going, I remember showing this to some nerd outside and he was like, <laughs> he was like, he went crazy. He's like, I can't, he's like, Johnny. Well, he didn't know me. I mean, he, he's like, Johnny. Well, he's like, hey, I can't believe Andy signed a bootleg for you. That's pretty funny, actually. That really is funny that he would do that. <laughs> it's called well, on stage. Well, that's not the first thing. That's not the bootleg. First bootleg one of these guys has ever signed for you. But I, uh, so he signed that and then he signed this, too. And this you'll know what this is. This is pretty cool. I actually listened to the CD not that long ago. Oh, I love that CD. Dantalian's Chariot. Actually, this might be interesting to your fans. There's yeah, a song called Recapture the Thrill of Yesterday. That's and, him right there. Oh, yeah. So let me show you this. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, off to the there, side of my collection. There he is playing a, an SG. So this actually was one of the uh, one of the two 45. Andy Summers. You, you what year was this? Look at 69. This. Oh, this yeah. Is, Remember, you helped me get this uh, 45 signed by Andy at the at the show recently. I took those I took those uh, down to him. He took these backstage and, and he saw, he looked at them. And then the, the friend that he was with. Did I tell you the story? I don't know what he said about it. I mean, he seemed I like went I, I, I went back to, to, to talk with him and he was already talking to somebody. And the guy that he was talking to, it ends up as my neighbor. The guy that he was talking to lives five minutes from me. <laughs> and and so, yeah, I took those down. And, yeah, there's Andy right there. And he signed those. He signed those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so th this this is basically that that's an earlier band. So that he, not he was only, in in well, 1969. Well, honestly, not only was it an earlier band, it's actually a really, really enjoyable. Like sometimes you delve into collecting as just like a a pursuit to grab like unusual things and store them as a hoarder kind of thing, <laughs> to be honest. But other times there's actually really enjoyable music to be found. And Dan Talion's Chariot is a really good band. Like independent of the police, I think Dan Talion's Chariot is a great band. I, lo I love listening to them. I, in fact, Johnny had me on the show in another capacity, uh, I would say about a month and a half ago or a month ago, it, you know, talking about, mm -hmm. you know, myself as a musician. By your record. And mm -hmm. yeah, my record. And actually, I actually covered one of the songs uh, off of Dan Talion's Chariot's Chariot Rising called Recapture the Thrill of Yesterday. And you can find my solo rendition of that on YouTube. Just to just to listen to it for the heck of it, um, I actually sent my rendition to Zoot Money through a mutual acquaintance, and Zoot heard it mm -hmm. and uh, gave me uh, I don't know. He, he was the band leader. That's um, him right there. Yeah, Zoot uh, has this really raspy, or I don't know even what you describe. It's really uh, what do you call it? Raspy? What do you call his voice? Scratchy, deep mm -hmm. and scratchy. Got a lot of like artifacts in his voice or something. Madman running through the fields. A favorite of mine, Lisa says. It's absolutely wonderful song. 
and recapture the thrill of yesterday, or or is it sun came bursting through my cloud? Must, must be the B sides of that, but but yeah, that's a wonderful song. It's a you know it's, it's something that really is uh, is uh, uh, you know thought you know it, it's sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for associated with a sort of like psych rock era. Um, Any summer should do a project with Edgar Winter. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I know who that is. Uh, there's another interpretation. Call it Summer Winter. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he does like those plays on words, right? Like the Circa Zero Circus Hero. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know how that happened? The Circus no. Zero? Oh, wait, wait. Something about a, a radio, like a radio guy? So tell me. A radio DJ thought that was the name of the... Mm. Of the he, he thought the band was called Circus Hero. I think. I think you're right. It's like someone mistook, <laughs> someone mistook the whole thing. Lisa's getting back into the Every Breath You Take, but we didn't really fully uh, talk about the backing, uh, the, the thing about the the, the payments for that uh, "I'll Be Missing You" thing with with uh, with with Sting. So, thank you, Michael B. You know, it's totally true that Sandy did that guitar sample that's used on the Puff Daddy version "I'll Be Missing You," and Sting gets the money from it, even though they you only use the Andy part. But I don't. Is it Sting in the video? He is in the video. I think maybe oh, he's, they did Roxanne too. Maybe they also did Roxanne. I think Sting is in the video for that. But the thing about it really is that this is this. Like, look, Sting wrote the underlying composition. So mm -hmm. you know, so the police recorded the song, and the Mechanicals, the actual recorded song is going to produce proceeds for the band if the actual song, if the composition as encapsulated in the recording is used for anything, the whole band is gonna benefit, right? The record label and the band. But the underlying composition is Sting's. So if anyone uses any aspect of the composition for something or a derivative work that relates to the publishing, then I'm imagining that aspect goes to Sting. Now, I don't know if a sample, like a guitar aspect from the whole song is divvied up in any way between the musicians and it sounds like it's not maybe that wasn't a provision in the earlier contracts maybe no one had perceived that anyone would take a portion of the song and use it um but i think that the way that it fell out is just an extreme example of like the law of unintended consequences or something like sting takes the money but it's probably not by intention it just happened to fall out that way and he probably never really did anything to stop that from happening Hmm. That's my perception of it. Yeah, that I, I do. I don't know. I don't think that Sting is intentionally an asshole for not sharing the money. I think that's just probably just the way it landed. And, you know, and Andy, when he recorded it, didn't uh, didn't vie for writing credit because he didn't know what a big hit it was going to be. And, uh, you know, he didn't write the song. And if he was going to argue about it, he should have done that in the 80s. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's my, I mean, I don't know. It's, I think that, you know, forever it will be a point of contention, right? But I don't know that it really has any basis in the truest sense of the way that uh, credit is divvied. But what mm -hmm. do I know? I'm not. It, and that's why I like the way the doors did it. They divided everything in fourth. No matter well, who. Right, who, right. Who I mean, not, they, they all split them. They and, all you know, other bands too. Like, I think Guns N' Roses did the same thing. You know. It really just depends because if you're a band like the police, 
and you have one primary songwriter where all the pressure is falling on his shoulders and his songs are are far and away superior to what the other guys are bringing in and they're kind of like great technicians and great style you know stylists of their craft but they don't actually write the music then from a songwriting perspective they're they're riding his wave and you know why should he give them songwriting credit but it's Andy's guitar that really makes that song. No, no, of course, of course it does. I've, of course if, it does. If, the, if it didn't have that guitar, it, it wouldn't be the same. I mean, it would be, but it would it wouldn't be. It's the, I mean that riff totally made that. I mean, I mean, obviously Puff Daddy. I mean, that's what they used. Of course, the riff, but he's following along with the progression that Sting provided. It's not like he wrote the chord progression. He he embellished it with the way that he right. decided to deliver it, and so. So that is something that people have to remember. Like the chords were set and Andy added a couple of notes and decided to, you know, you know, he, he, he delivered those chords in a very interesting manner. And, you know, instead of just straight chord version, you know, he did that. What would you call it? An arpeggiated with some ads or how do you articulate? Yeah. What, yeah. Arpeggios. Like, you know, his arpeggios with arpeggios. a couple of ads. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so he did the arpeggios with a couple of those ads in there, and it makes it like beautiful and drippingly gorgeous and awesome. But Sting brought the chords to the table. They were already there. Andy's not going to say, mm -hmm. oh, I, I came up with a progression. No. Mm -hmm. So how do you argue that? Like, like, yeah, Andy was the guy who, like, just the same way, like, Stuart played the drums, but do you give him songwriting credit? I mean, the drums are awesome. Like, like, well, it was his band. Of course it was, <laughs> yes, but I, I, that's, he I started the band. It was his band. And that whole attitude is, I think, exactly what probably brought the police down. People don't know that. Because it was all of their bands as soon as they decided to get together. As soon as they kind of come together as a band, it no longer becomes one person's band, in my opinion. Stuart had the idea for the band, but he, nobody should be thinking it's their band when everyone's writing the stuff, yeah. everyone's performing, everyone's touring, everyone's interviewing, everyone's doing all that stuff it's not anyone's band anymore you can't like take in my opinion you can't latch onto the notion that oh i had the idea first or this was my idea like you know everyone joined you join something in solidarity Look you don't this. say you don't retain ownership because you had the idea you try to get other people on do you have these yes let me show you that <laughs> so i've got something to talk about here look at that I got something to talk about. I, I like I said, I brought my little box of crap to some like. This. I've got a bunch of boxes of crap here. <laughs> yep, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. So check this one out. Illegal records. I'm gonna this show is, you. Gonna that's show before you. Andy Summers. Okay, so this is a couple of distinctions here. So what you're holding up? Tell me this. Take that one out of the sleeve for a second. And. Uh, and in your fingers, touch the paper like this, just the sleeve. Is it is it matte finish or glossy? It's it's matte. Yeah. See, see, I have these two, and a couple of the interesting attributes. And you know, the police wiki really goes into detail about what makes some of these different. Is actually like the label, the illegal label font, and all these kinds of crazy things. But yeah, so you have like, that's like the more straight version, the uh, kind of like the typed version as compared with, so that one's like this version, right? Mm -hmm. We have the same thing there, but look at this one here. 
it's more like a weird. It's like stencil. bigger. It's, it's like a weird stencil, right? It's like stenciled. Yeah, it's weird. So that was that's the reason why I bought it because it's like it's one of the many variations of this, the, this one. Now the the I I don't know for sure, but I believe in the production run of these that one of the very earliest ones of them was was a variety. If I can get it out of the sleeve here, it's very tucked in. You can't really tell on screen. Maybe if I put it in the light. This is not this is not matte. This version, yeah, is one of the few that's actually glossy, and um, there are not that many of these out there. Mine is damaged with the eye in police, and someone marketed in to fix it. I mean, maybe there was a price tag on it or something at some point. Uh, you can tell in the. Uh, I think I had two of them. Johnny's going through his Taylor Swift records. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Uh, your, your Eddie Murphy record and your Lindsay Lohan record. <laughs> no, actually, I do have Taylor Swift, but th that's a CD I bought in the car. Do you know that uh, uh, the Lindsay Lohan record actually has Vinnie Caliuta on it? I mean, no. that's a, that's a uh, you know, that's, I can talk about that because of Sting. So actually, after that initial, uh, <laughs> after that initial black and white pressing, right, then they, then they put out this one. The, yeah. This one is the most common one, right? Yeah, I have one of those. So I can't. I have one of those, and then I think I have another one of the black and white ones, but I, I can't. They must be somewhere else. After the green and black checkered one, right? Then they put out this one. Yeah. It's a blue and purple one. I've got one of those. I don't know where it is, though. And then for the fan club, like a few, several years later, then they put out this one in very limited quantity. Oh, cool. So that's, a, that's one that's hard to find. I mean, so they've, it's, all, they've always been in a different cover. There, this one is not. I mean, it's different. Well, different, different pressings. I would say this one's rare-ish. I mean, you can find it. It's just going to cost a bit, you know. And then there was some jerk on eBay who was making replicas of the of this variety and saying that and claiming in the notes that they were replicas, but making no distinction on the actual printing, not like saying facts, like not saying anything on it. So someone buys it knowing it's a replica, but then if they ever transfer it, there's no distinguishing aspect of it that makes it, um, I don't know, it was very dodgy to me. So I think it's, uh, it's kind of BS. With the with the sting and the royalties, the Commodores went through the same thing with Lionel Richie. So Lisa said you can't copyright a chord progression, but you can't, but you can copyright, but you can. I'm not I'm not really sure how that works or not. I can't really comment on that, but I would imagine that the actual you, song you can cop there there well, well there, there's copyright of uh, there's writing, and then there's performance. Right. So performing a guitar riff, that's a performance. But if, if, uh, if it, it, it depends. So if, 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 <laughs> if Nike decided to license every breath you take, then that would be to the benefit of all the band members because they would be using the actual mechanical that, embodied the composition their recording it wasn't a cover by somebody else it was their actual recording if they used mm -hmm. the original. 
everyone would benefit. The label would benefit. They would benefit. But if someone is just covering something using the underlying composition, whether it's their version, or in this case, I guess, if it's some kind of sampling, then they're relying on the publishing and not relying on the overall. I don't know. We don't need to talk about this. Maybe it's boring. But <laughs> I don't, We're I don't, boring people enough with this show I, in general. I know, right? We're totally fucking nerds. Wait, I want to. I, I gotta show you some more stuff. Okay, I'll just I'll just hold stuff up, and you can you can look and, and be like, oh yeah, I've got twenty of those. <laughs> okay, Three so this is obviously a, a Japan Japanese version. Yeah, uh, let me see about that. Do da da. Let me see about that if I can match you there with that. I uh, there uh -oh. I am. Turning into a contest. I there's I have a bunch of Japanese ones. I just don't know if I filed them in correct filed them away correctly. Um, there's only one Japanese one that I think I'm missing. But probably that one right there. He just held up. No, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll see. No, it was I a different one. Oh, let me see. Show him, John. That last one you just held up oh, with wait. the cameras. Well, that might, it might be a different song. Oh, I have that one signed by Stewart, actually. Oh, it is Didu Dada. And then look at this one. You have this one. That's the other side, dude. <laughs> oh, it is. You oh. can't you've got two copies of the same thing. Don't no. What let me see. Let me see. No, one's in one's in Japanese, one's in Spanish. No, I know, but isn't that the same? Oh, it's the same thing. Oh it's, it's a different so, side of the same thing. I have picture. two of them. Okay. You have two of them. Like don't tell like uh, I always thought it was two different ones. It's the no, same. No, flip the other one over, flip them over so you can see two next to each other. Yeah, the there you go. Okay. It's the same. You're trying to pull a fast one on me. You think I'm I I no, I didn't know. You think I'm a newbie? I didn't know. <laughs> I think I don't. I, uh, <laughs> Do you have these though, man? Let me see. Let me. See. You guys see, it's been an hour and a half, so we're just we're gonna jump all over the place. Okay, you guys. Fucking Do you have these? Do you have? Oh, these? actually, I do have the. Well, you know what? I don't have Rich in a Ditch yet, but it's on the way. I just bought it. Um, let's flip through. Not I all have that one. Uh, next that. one. That's the one that I'm waiting for. I don't have Rich in the Ditch. It's on the way. It's in the mail. I literally just bought that from. Uh, from ELI, because I just never found it. Now check this out, though. This, this is Stuart Copeland's solo project from before the police. Check this out. Actually, though. before, like during, like during the early years. So here's something that you you have this. We both have this. It's on green vinyl, but this is something you don't have. This is a version that has spire, that has pattern vinyl because they must have been changing the fucking black to to green at the time or something. You can like literally see that there's some. Like it's like a rainbow. Well, let me look. Which one is it? Calypso? <laughs> this is Calypso, and it's got like a pattern in there. Oh, yeah. Mine's just green. Of course. This is like a, <laughs> this, is the, this is the one that they'd made like right when they were, uh, you know, switching stuff out at the plant or something. Let me show you. Like I'll put. Well, my... hang on. I can make mine really rare. <laughs> Jay, Jay's has gangrene on it. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. That's cool, right? <laughs> that's, that's gangrene when that one <laughs> this yeah this one is kind of relatively unique i would imagine that's cool cool let man. me see oh my gosh all kinds of baloney Like these right. Clark Kent's, like every time I would find them at the store, I'd buy them. So I got like tons yeah, of them. Yeah, they're apparently. cool. They're cool. So yeah, man, like, you know, Clark Kent, 
Like check this out. Of course, we know that there was the the 10 inch die cut version, this one, and then that has the A and M label on it. And then there's the 10 inch with the die cut hanging out with the little promo sleeve thing on promo sticker. Then there's the 10 inch and a 12 inch sleeve that has I've got all gray fill in but in look the at this it's it's like i we've we're like brothers apparently <laughs> i i think we were separated at birth because we have all these all these things and then there's the one that has the k with the, the k's on the thing and then this one is an error it has an uncut k where it's just black entirely on the side yeah this one yeah <laughs> winning <laughs> and then of course there's this one that's uh I don't know. There must be something about the sleeve that makes this one different when I have this one. Then there's the <laughs> Japanese one that says Clerk Can't. And I actually <laughs> it says Clerk Can't because at that point Oh, no way. At that at that point what happened was uh I think I think uh who has Clark Kent in Superman? Is that Marvel? Look, whatever the comic book company was, I think Stuart DC. I think, I think it was DC Comics. Is it, yeah. is it DC? Whatever it was, like I think that uh, at that time they were getting on Stewart's ass because uh, because of it, and he had to change it for the Japanese release to Clerk Kent. When I, when I was at Amoeba, you know, you got your signature from him at Amoeba. Look what he signed for me. He signed oh, it as wow. Clark Kent, man. Clark Kent, Stuart Copeland. Can't imagine yeah. there's too many Clark Kent signatures out there. Oh, that's amazing. So, and then for for the last record store day, I picked up the newest. Yeah, me too. Check you got the one. new one, yeah. the newest release. I I never opened it. You know, I mean, I don't honestly, have a player. I, I did open it because I didn't want to be precious about it. I wanted to like see what the hell was going on if it sounded. And honestly, I think that the old records sound better than this one. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I couldn't like not get it because I have all the other ones, and so do you. Like, you know, now check this out though. Do you know about this photo? Uh, yeah, it's well, on the back of the cover. Where it was, <laughs> where it was taken. I, I don't know that. Now, this is what I heard. I don't know if it's true. Somebody can let us know. But I, I heard, maybe it was made up, but I heard they took this photo on the set of the Empire Strikes Back. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. No, He's it running through so the Hoth tunnel. Yeah. It looks like that, doesn't it? Yeah. That's crazy. That's what, that's, that's the rumor. You know what? If that's actually true, then that would give new significance for like all Star Wars fans. Everyone in Star Wars would be buying this record just for the photo. Well, I, I even have some Star Wars ones too. Well, is that <laughs> is Stuart on there? No, but did, you know, he did do that one. He he did the the theme for for droids. Droids, droids. droids. Well, before we yeah. get on to droids, look at these. <laughs> Since you're talking about Clark Kent and how interesting, I think you we are, are related. What do you think these are? Test pressings. You got that right, brother. See, these we're brothers. Clark Kent's test pressings. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this is the ten inch and the and one of the forty fives. This is uh, the test pressing for. I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't even. I never freaking listened to it. It's just. <laughs> oh. I, Speaking of that, I have people an said, When I was on last time, people said that they, they thought we looked like brothers, actually, didn't they? Maybe because of, of glasses. Speaking of stuff, oh, I've look. never heard. B9 says, I look like Clark Kent. Yeah. 
maybe that was, maybe that he maybe uh he took but, that photo and how about this how about this you guys how about this hey it's superman <laughs> <laughs> You were, you were in a fortress Wait, of solitude. <laughs> now, speaking of stuff that's never been heard, yeah. by, at least by me, because I don't have a player. Yeah, I bought this years ago, and I can't even listen. I I've never heard it. What is it? I've never heard it. Oh, oh, it's like the interview. It's an interview of Andy Summers and Robert Flip, Fripp talking. Strange things about Bewitched. About They're out. Their solo album. To a man on the road. I've I've never heard this. Yeah, no, I think, you know, if I have that digitally, I can send it to you so you can hear it. I'm not sure if I do or not. Has anyone heard about Police in Canada bootleg? I'm not sure if I have that one or not. I'm not sure about that one. Do you have that one? I'm not sure if I have that one. Called Police in Canada? In Canada. I'm not sure. Like a, an album or a, a CD? It's probably a CD. I right? might have it or have had it at some point. My iPod is, is, I mean, you guys know me. If you, anything Van Halen, like rare stuff, anything police, live, rare, my, that, my iPod is like the place for all that. What else is here? You got, you got that one too? The 10 inch? The small one, yeah. Yeah, that's a great, I mean, what a great record. <laughs> I mean, as much as as much as I call myself the steward, uh, the synchronicity specialist, just based on my collection, I think if someone asked me what my favorite album was, I'd be really hard pressed. And I think Regatta might be it. There's a poster in it. Did Don't you know tell that? anybody, but yeah. <laughs> you ever see this? I, I mean, it's got to be in mine. I'd. I'd I, you know, I, I don't know if I've. Uh, if I can... And look, he's Clark Kent. He's wearing the. the, the... <laughs> That's a pretty cool pose. Awesome. Man. Yeah, he's wearing the Clark Kent shirt right there. <laughs> so someone also asked what was the. Someone asked what the association was between Stewart and. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So uh, basically, it looks like he contributed a song to the soundtrack. When I look up uh, Dick uh, Discogs, he put the song "Strange Things Happen" on it. Apparently, it looks like. But beyond that, I I wouldn't really know. Just kind of peeling through the side. So, yeah, man. Do you have uh, this? Let uh, me ask you about this. What do you got there? It, it's not, it's, it's, it's a CDR. It's a CDR. It's, it's not like an actual like CD, press BBC? CD of it. BBC? It's the, B, the lost BBC <laughs> studio tapes. Do you know of this? Somewhere out there. I've got that somewhere, yeah. There's yeah, like yeah. a real, there's like, like, like a really cool version Oh, there's yeah, a couple. There's a couple really, few really cool versions of "Message in a Bottle" where they actually multi-track the songs, like not just the rec, the rec, the rec, record version. They would multi-track the songs, like for radio shows, where Andy does the second guitar part. Oh, really? That you never that you never hear. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I, I that's a really enjoyable record. One of those. Is, I think one of those is on this one. Yeah. Really enjoyable. I mean, 
not really nice quality and very listenable. There's a lot of stuff that's not listenable when you're collect, but that's very listenable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about, do you know the bootleg? Um, I might've asked you this. There's a boot, there's some live bootleg saying, uh, supposedly it's the police, uh, rehearsing at Stewart's house. Yeah. That turned out to be a fake. That's not actually, okay. real. it's called jams at Stewart's house, but it's, yes. actually, it's not, it's something that's quite a long time and people thought was them, but it was debunked. It's not really them. Okay, good. Because I have it. It was instrumental. <laughs> it was I beautiful. have it. And I, I've always wondered because I'm like, that really doesn't, that drummer doesn't sound that good. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's not. You can, you can uh, put that in the uh, discard pile. You can okay, uh, purge your hard drive of that one. It's, it's fake. Matt says Murder by Numbers is the best song. Have you heard the Murder by Numbers uh, uh, version where Sting is joining Frank Zappa's band? Uh, live to sing that very enjoyable you should go on to uh youtube and check that out as well uh frank zappa murder by numbers sting i've never heard that one you haven't oh it's great what is that thing is that like a notebook or something what is that police live in rio welcome guide this is like the uh when the police went to rio on the reunion tour this is basically something that'd be handed out to them and it would tell them like restaurants Oh, I've never seen that. All the restaurants in the what area. What does it say on the cover? Cool. It says the police live in Rio. And underneath that, like, is it is it headed with anything? It's a welcome well, guide. Yeah. So, like, maybe, well, you know, maybe we ought to do a trade. So it says. It <laughs> says no, I've like, never seen that. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I've man. Heard, I've had it for years. For, for real, Here, man. Here's check out the uh, the Zappa. Uh, Murder by Numbers with Sting. It's really awesome. So Zappa uh, explains that he ran into Sting backstage or something in the dressing room and then invited him on stage during their show. And then Sting just comes up and does this really, it, the band does a killer. I mean, Zappa's band was always amazing. And, you know, they do this really, really killer version of uh, Murder by Numbers. Very funny, actually, in the intro, too. How many of those welcome guides do you have, Johnny? I just have one. Uh, Soon to be zero because he's going to give it to me just because I'm a nice I just, guy. I just have oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's cool. You, is it signed? Mine's signed to you. Yeah. This is this for years. This has like been my favorite album of his. Yeah. Last Dance no. of Mr. X. You know, I was, then, I'm lucky because I'm in L.A., right? And when you were in mm -hmm. L.A. back in the day, in the early 2000s, Andy used to play a lot of jazz trio shows at the Big Potato Jazz Club. So that's when I first, you know, came in. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And, uh, you know, Andy used to play a lot of jazz stuff with some uh, friends of mine and uh, in, in his band. So I used to be able to, oh, that's a, is that a tour? What is that? A tour program too? Not a tour program. No, a, it's, a, it's a press kit. Press, press kit. kit. That's sweet. And he signed the, uh, the headshot for me. That's sweet. I haven't seen that. You know what I do have? What is that? Which album is that? Mysterious Barricades? Mysterious uh, Barricades. Yeah. You know what I'm going to show you now? That there's no way for me to prove. There's no way for me to prove this. What Does it say on the press kit anywhere numerically? What the... Um, what the... Uh, the catalog number is for Andy's Mysterious Barricades album? Uh, 
says this this was printed in june of 88 okay june of 88 uh private music Mm -hmm. i want to show you something here just if i can find it i mean there's the headshot and he signed it he actually signed it for me of course he did (laughs) yeah no it's pretty fascinating that you have this awesome you know rapport with with andy and this relationship with andy that's uh check this out if you're this is this is it says andy summers 2039 a and b from 88 april 11th and this on it and i probably played it once to verify even though i would this says uh 2039 a and b side a and two and b and it says electro sound group midwest this is a test pressing i think of that mysterious barricades album but you've never heard it i mean i must have i must have when i got it but i don't know i didn't even put strangely i didn't even put any kind of post-it note or anything as to what it even is but but how about this i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna go on to discogs right now and see if that's the actual catalog number for this like what a friggin nerd i'm just gonna start holding stuff up here's a an awesome police <laughs> book by lynn yeah. goldsmith so cool and then here's andy's first book called throb which again he signed for me of course right he did right there really if you guys uh don't they, like a lot of these photos are like the the photos that he would show on the screen of that sh- show that we went to. So look, there it is. If you go to Discogs, two o three nine is the catalog number of Mysterious Barricades, and look what's written on the corner of this test pressing. Cool. So that's what that is. Wow. Yeah, these books are great. So is that Sting's base on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fretless uh, Fender. And Andy signed the book or he signed the bass? <laughs> yeah. He signed the book, right? Yeah. He signed the book. Here's a photo I took of him playing. Uh... Lynn Goldsmith inspires Lisa. Yeah, she has great images of these guys. Yeah, there she is right there. Andy did a great job doing the music for Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Matt said, Matt's Tube of You says, I've got I got an interesting item there. <laughs> Smash that thumbs up, you guys. Brian Davies, have a good night, man. Here's a, oh, down, he said Down and Out in Beverly Hills. I kind of mistook that reference as mistakenly i mistakenly thought Wait, you have that one weekend at bernie's is like a is like a promo disc that andy's listed on in the uh, paper sleeve right down uh there huh. I, I found this at a goodwill for a dollar i mean Go figure, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Who's, uh, who else is saying what in the chat? I'm kind of like peeling down the chat. Um, oh, thanks. Jay is a wealth of police info. Totally here for it. Okay, well, what else can I tell you? So <laughs> what else do you want to Go know? for it, Jay. Go for it. Yeah, no, I would love to talk more about I mean, hey, this, like I said, these guys live rent-free in my brain. Yeah, no, that, that to me is one of the best Andy uh, uh, solo albums, Charming Snakes. I love this that. Record. This was the cassette that got me, totally got me into into Andy's music. I found it, and I bought it, and then I went and saw him in concert, and then he signed oh, it. Oh, you told me about me. that. You told me that you mentioned this to him. This is the cassette. In person, yeah. that you had been listening to that, and he liked that. Yeah, I remember. Now, Andy's the one that got Johnny from Floyd Roses. Now, I don't know. We were talking about this earlier, so there's a great new book that came out about Andy. Uh, show, book. show some of that. I got to refill my drink. Show some here. I'll spotlight you. Show some of that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, no, awesome. So this this oh is an gosh. incredible book. This came out from uh, Shinko Music Entertainment Company Limited. It's called Andy Summers, Sound Designer of the Police. And this probably came out like literally like maybe a month ago. Um, and, you know, I would not be able to read this, but for the miracle that is google translate where you can actually point your phone at the text and read anything and it's as you know the great thing is that it's got some really really excellent photos in it that i hadn't really necessarily seen before it's got article reprints from japan it's got you know it's got some you know uh some transcriptions and all kinds of stuff you know it goes into I really like this. It's got here's a picture of him with uh, Eric Burden um, when they were in Japan. It's got early pictures with the Zoot Money here, right here. So, and it's got even got some cool information about, uh, you know, Circa Zero. Look at this. That's an awesome picture of uh, Rob from uh, Circa Zero. Great vocal. I mean, you know, I really love that era and I wish that they took it further. I think everyone really does. Um, but uh, yeah, some great photos. Highly recommend uh, grabbing this book because you can read it now. You can read it using Google Translate and it's freaking awesome. Like like I said, like a lot, a lot. Of, it's not, I don't think it's too expensive or anything. I mean, I, I, honestly, I got it as a gift um, from someone who was visiting Japan and brought it back for me. But it's really, really cool. Are they largely unpublished photos? I don't know if they would be largely unpublished photos, but there's definitely photos that I think would not have been seen but for the publication of that book. Um, there's a good portion that I don't, I hadn't seen before, and neither had Dietmar. And if Dietmar hasn't seen them yet, then that means that they're unpublished. <laughs> because oh, that guy's seen everything, man. He's seen everything. Not only that, I mean, he has a mind that's like a trap. There's nothing that's, he can see a picture of those guys on a stage like on a with a black background and tell you what show it's from based on what they're wearing that day. I mean, he that the, the interesting thing about Dietmar and Dietmar runs the policewiki.com, yeah, which is like yeah. the ultimate resource for what people want, what they were doing on a daily basis and stuff, what the shows were, and what the set lists were, and the activities of uh, of the lads. Um, he actually is a by vocation, he's actually a cop. <laughs> so it's like the ultimate. Like, <laughs> 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 it's, 
it's so awesome because he's like wow like by day you're a crime fighter by night like you're like you're a you know this uh you know ravenous uh, <laughs> uh you know, and he uses his investigative powers and his you know his faculties to hunt down details and remember things really well and he's like you know it's fascinating it's fascinating stuff Ron's internet apparently went out, so he's gone. So I don't know if we'll see him again. Uh, but I think he was talking too much anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, just kidding. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much Ron, I mean, like, you know, like, is Ron one of your Van Halen, uh, primarily Van Halen fans, uh, uh, pals? Um, yeah, I get well. Get more, I think more so guitars. Guitar pal, yeah, a police detective. In other words, yes, Dietmar is. He's a police detective, and uh, oh, nice. You got him to sign. Is that an Andy ticket or is it a police ticket or what is That's that? That's an Andy ticket. Kimball's East, oh June ninety-seven. Where? That's Where? One, wow. Emeryville, California. Oh my gosh, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's. Here's a question for you. Yes. And would you be willing, if that is not already on the wiki, can you take a picture of that and send it to Dietmar? It might be on the wiki already. Okay. Because I've, I've been in contact with oh. him for like 15 years. By so, the yeah. way, just for everybody out there who's listening to this, um, thepolicewiki.com uh, is interested in any original photos that you may have from any gigs, any ticket stubs, uh, Anything, if you go on by date and look at the show or shows that you attended and they don't yet have one picture of a ticket stub or one photo from the show, then you should send, as long as you own the photo and it was your photo and you have copyright to the photo, then he will put it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> they will put, he will put it in the wiki. So I would, and, and you'll get credit on the bottom of the wiki for all time. So, um, uh, Lisa, it doesn't matter if the photos are high quality or not. If there's not one example of Andy in that particular performance environment, then he will include it, I guess, up until he has a better quality one. But but if there's, and I don't even think he bothers to switch swap, swap things out based on quality. Once he has you in there, you'll be in the wiki. And uh, so you can go, for instance, to the wiki and search my name and you can see all the contributions that I have made to it. And uh, hey, yeah, Edwin, I think I think I'm in there too over the years. Thanks for that, Edwin. I could use all the blessings I could get. I don't know what you're talking, what you're specifically referring to, but <laughs> Edwin, what's up? Maybe I'm that's just showing you guys. I'm maybe you guys just guitar picks that I maybe have. Maybe Edwin's like saying that in the like bless your heart kind of way, like like you're an like you're a moron, Jay, kind of thing. I don't know, but I hope that's genuine. And <laughs> cheers to you. <laughs> um. If they, <laughs> oh my God, you got to share this Skyprop comment right now from 658. He said, if they start comparing, <laughs> no, we're just talking about the police, you guys. Come on. That'll oh, be later. So funny. Oh Actually, that, that, that'll, that'll be on, uh, on my OnlyFans later on. <laughs> we'll be comparing something else. That's why Ron left. I don't know if he could compete with oh us. Oh, my God. Oh, he's not a, he's not a <laughs> I'm kidding, you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, Ron. Look at, look at this stuff. I'm just, I'm just finding all this stuff, man. I've got, like, like guitar picks. Wow, you seem to have a lot of those picks. I got, ton I got tons of them. I think I might only have one. I think it might be a red one. I got, I got, and these are regular ones. These are like not even police ones. These are like, yeah, the Dario one. That's cool. That means those are the maybe Dunlops. Like he, or Dunlops. Yeah, Dunlops. 
Did he ever do any? Does he ever play with a thin pick or only those thicker ones? As far as I've seen, it's only been like these 2.0s. Because those are chunky, man. Oh yeah. What what I did was was uh, when when I uh, learned that he was using those, I I actually had uh, I had them make me some. So I have I have got my own Dunlops, the same ones. Yeah. See now we're getting really dorky. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a second also to explain to people what I'm looking for synchronicity wise, because I want this to be a beacon to try to help me fulfill, fill the gaps in my collection. Oh, sure. So number yeah, one, whatever, whatever you're looking for. Definitely. If anybody I'm, sees this, I'm looking for a seven inch Bolivian synchronicity four track CD that uses the cover of the regular album. Uh, or, but I'm, I'm sorry, on seven inch, I might have said CD. A, a Bolivian seven inch that has four tracks um, that uses the same cover art as the regular issue of Synchronicity. I'm looking for a red vinyl Mexican version, dark red vinyl. Um, I'm looking for any RIAA awards because the one that I have is, it's on my mantle here, is uh, is a is a three it must be like a trip tri triple platinum or something and, it, and it's uh platinum but i need a gold one i don't have a gold one i don't have a an in-house a m records awards example where they give the the awards to staff i don't have the fake ria award that they used as a promotional tool in record uh stores that has has like it doesn't have a hologram it has like a a gold plate with black imprint on it and says that it was given to Sting, even though Sting never touched it in his life. And I also don't have a United States test pressing with the A&M white sticker label on it. I only have a U UK test pressing that has no labels and it just has like vinyl, like black vinyl everywhere. So if anybody has any of that stuff, then I have a lot of stuff to trade. I have an extra Nautilus Senyata of test pressing from the, from the, um, uh, from the from the from the uh, the audio file series, I have the extra black and white copy of uh, of uh, Synchronicity, and I've got a lot of other stuff too that I could trade. If you have anything that I could use, so please let me know. There's Strontium ninety is amazing, and uh, that was where we got the live version of Three O'clock Shit that I think is listed on there as Three O'clock Shot. Um, because, uh, because, uh, be my girl, Sally was before the poem was actually called three o'clock shit. And they played it on that live CD with different lyrics. The lyrics actually to three o'clock shit were the lyrics that were from, Oh my God, uh, that became the, Oh my God song from that's on synchronicity. So there's a lot of jumbling up and repurposing of material for different songs. Oh my God was the last exit song that had a similar melody to what it has today, but he overlaid the lyrics of, Oh my God, onto the chord progression that became Be My Girl Sally, except that at that time it was called Three O'Clock Shit. And then when they decided to make it Be My Girl Sally and add the poem in between the fragments of that tune, then it became something else. I'm not sure that Be My Girl, uh, that the, oh my, uh, the Three O'Clock Shit as a studio cut survived. I think that there are no 
bounce downs of that from the studio, as far as I know. But I'm soon to be making one using AI, using the vocal track, <laughs> no, using the using the vocal track from the live version and the and the backing track from Be My Girl Sally. I'm going to make the closest approximation of what three o'clock shit would have sounded like as a studio cut, as possible. Just like recently, I took the uh, vocal track from uh, from one of the from one of the Clark Kent songs and put it on, over top the the demo from the Clark Kent Deluxe to make a vocal demo because he released it as an instrumental demo. Um, and I posted that through Kenneth. Onto I got to hear that stuff, man. I've, I haven't heard any of that. You haven't heard my little uh, fabricated uh, vocal demo from the Clark Kent uh, thing? I don't so know. So Kenneth, this guy Kenneth, who lives somewhere in Europe, he has this AI program that can separate things like he just lets it run overnight kind of thing. And uh, and I asked him if he would make me the pieces. And then um, and then I did the work of cutting up the, uh, I guess you got to find it, find his page, because it's just called Stuff. I don't think that he actually. Stuff. Yeah, I don't Speaking think of he, stuff, I'm going to show you guys more stuff. Yeah, I want to see more stuff. I want to, you know what I want to see? I want to see something that I am going to totally be jonesing to trade or buy from you. I want you to show me something that I would never have known even existed and that I'm going to be like, like obsessed about until like, until, you know, the cows come home or whatever. Oh my gosh. That's what I want to see. I mean, your collection is impressive. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, but I, <laughs> but I want to see, I want to see something that can like distract me from my daily life. That's what I want to see. Uh, let's see. What do, what do I have? I've got the guitar. Did I, did I show you my guitar? I want to see your guitar, man. I mean, but there's no way you're parting with your guitar and there's no way I would ask you. Well, I told Andy, I would never put it on eBay. I, I said, if I put this on eBay, he can sue me. I told him that. So, oh, that's so cool, man. So anyway, this is a guitar I bought off eBay. Somebody built this as like kind of like an Andy Summers style. It's it's a Mexican uh, Fender guitar. I used to play this guitar live all the time. And then I went and I saw Andy like three night, three days in a row at three different book readings. And at one of them, I said, hey, would you sign a guitar for me? And he's, he's like, for you, I will. So the next day, I went and I saw him. And after the event was over, I pulled the guitar out and he signed it. You know and what's actually, cool about that? It's there's cool. video of that. It's cool that he actually signed the guitar and not just the pick guard. Let me see. Here, here's the video right here. Which Check video? this out. Of him signing the guitar? Of him signing, yeah. October 21st, 2006. There we are right there. Uh, what do you want? Uh, yeah. Oh, just, yeah, right there. That's cool. Oh, could, could you sit on the back of the headstock, too? Because, actually, I do play this. <laughs> yeah, don't go If, if, if you see that on eBay, you can he, you can he, sue he, me. How would he? How would he praise you? Is this the C knife? Cool. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. So, so there you go. Oh yeah, and there was a there was a book, I guess, right there too. Awesome, awesome. One train later. 
There you go. Johnnybean.com. Yeah, so this was a guitar that I played, and then he, he signed it for me, and I kind of stopped playing it. Although now I'm thinking about playing it again, because <laughs> it's been years, right? But I'm trying to find, for the benefit of listeners here, I'm trying to find that YouTube channel that's just called Stuff, because it seems like it shows up with new remixes on my feed all the time. He's always separating tracks out and making these cool like remixes and stuff, and he published my fabrication of the Clark Kent demo on his page, but uh, I can't seem to find out where, I can't seem to see where it is. You know what, I bet you, I, I know what I did. I bet you I sent that to somebody uh, as a link so I can look at my emails and see. Matt's Do Tube I of You, the police at the US Festival. Have you seen that? That is or was out, like there was video of that. Well, well, what are you talking about now? The police when they played the US Festival in 82. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm not that really. That does exist. I'm not really. I've, I've seen it. In my mind right now. I've seen it. Cheech got a signed uh, Andy Summers biography. Right on. I've got, I've got a few of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. I actually won one on MySpace way back in the day. <laughs> They sent me a signed one. And then so I actually I have one that has his signature twice on it because I won it autographed. And then when I went and I saw him, I took it with me and he signed it again. Personalized. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I have yeah. only one item that's signed twice. And this would probably be a good candidate to show the viewership here. Mm -hmm. um, I was looking, I was peeling down to see if I could find that Clark Kent thing, but I'll have to find it later. Let me show you something cool. So I was among the fan club attendees at the Disney Emperor's New Groove premiere at the um, at the uh, El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. In what year was that? Maybe 2000 or something like that. Two, maybe 2000, 2000 or 2001 or something like that. And when I was in line, I only brought one item because I was Sting walks down the red carpet. I'm going to ask him to sign something, right? Since I never met Sting before at that stage, I brought the rarest thing I could think of. So I brought his Newcastle Big Band album. And he signed it for, as Sting for me right here, as you can oh, see. Oh, wow. In person. So so that was the one thing, right? He signed Is he it in the photo on that? Can you see here. him in that? Right here. That's him playing bass, only on bass. He's not singing anything. He's just on bass. Oh, that's him right there? That's him. <laughs> Mullet. He's got a mullet. My finger is going out of the way because I'm like, <laughs> you got a mullet. Look at, look at him right there. He's got a freaking mullet. I'm trying to. <laughs> him that like, is yeah. him. That is him right there. See. Oh, that's funny, man. So, so, so he was walking down the red carpet with, uh, I think her name is Karen or Catherine Schenker. It was like Schenker, the, the, his publicist or something. And mm -hmm. he was also walking down the red carpet with David. I think is Hart Hartley, the composer, because they did the music together for Emperor's New Groove. And I had this out and he signed it for me, but then he did another round. Like he doubled back and he came back. And when he came back, he started signing more stuff for people. But I only brought one thing, like a moron. I didn't know he was gonna sign two things. So I flipped the record over and I said, hey, dude. I didn't say dude, I said, hey, would you mind since you are listed as Gordon Sumner on the back of the record? Would oh, you mind, wow. Would you mind signing it for me as Gordon Sumner? So he did. He, <laughs> he signed the record. Leslie, thank you for subscribing. 
the first thing he said is like Gordon Sumner, who's that? That's what he said. But then he's but then he acquiesced and he signed it as Gordon Sumner. I don't know how many Gordon Sumner autographs there are out there, but this is one of them. I mean, I'm sure that there's I think sure there's Gordon Sumner signatures on like legal documents, but how many autographs? Right. Are there? Like Gordon. nobody's going to believe you. Like like that's his signature because he wrote that. You know, that's I have so a video. Weird. I have a video. <laughs> I have a video of him doing this. Someone else who was there in the fan club made a video and sent it to me afterward. And I have pictures of him from backstage at the Emperor's New Groove standing with me, but not holding up the record. And meanwhile, since we're talking about all the different copies, I showed you how many different copies of Froll Cave and I have. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh. Anytime I found Newcastle Big Band LPs, I just got them. So the crappiest quality one that I have is the one that was signed. It was like, it had like tape on the spine and it's all effed up. Whereas some of the other ones that I have now are like, like perfect, perfect quality ones. Now, the wow. interesting thing about this, the original one had this rubber stamped handmade label mm -hmm. at a special issue, but then much in much more limited quantity trying to find uh, the later one. The second issue was actually on the Woodwink jazz label. So there's two varieties of the Newcastle Big Band LP. It's really, really hard to find this one. So. Wow. That's amazing. Now you know. Yeah. Now you know. Oh now you God. know. And speaking of the Woodwink label, if I have a place, you know, like I said, last time you had me on here, it was because I was, uh, was a guest as a musician. Um, I don't know if you happen to have one of my records handy near you i can go get it but i put my own record out on wood i have it in the car because I, I that's the only place i have a cd player and i'm happy <laughs> by the way I, you know by the way oh you know i put my own album nominally in name only in other words on woodwink on wood on the woodwink label because i contacted mm -hmm. david wood it's a play on words david w-o-o-d that's his name the guy who owns impulse sound studios where that was made and i i licensed the the logo. He didn't actually, I wasn't on his label. I just said, Hey, if I pay you money, can I put your logo on my record as a poser to pretend that I was on your label? Yeah. Cause I wanted that my first record release to be on the same, just to appear as though it was on the same label as one of my all time heroes. Mm -hmm. We know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so, 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 uh, so, so when you look at my record, you'll see it's on the woodwink label and it actually has a cover of seven days on it and when we gave away three copies of my record only two people sent their address in the the person who uh who was like associated with some sort of store they were logged in as a store name or something they never sent an address so if you felt like it aside from that one pick if someone wants a record on this program that has a sting cover on it then i would happily mail it to you if you want to give two things away sure and the other thing, though, is if anyone just goes to Bandcamp, they can just put in zero dollars and buy my record for nothing and get the whole thing for free. Not that this is supposed to be a promo of my stuff. So apologies for that plug. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. Um, Cheech has assigned Andy Summers biography, which is cool as hell. Um, it's it's always great. I love. OK, here's one thing. I don't mean to like, but this is important. It's really important to get Sting's autograph in person. 
because when I spoke with Stuart at NAM one year, and he autographed my Frollcaven and my non-photos version of Synchronicity, he revealed to me, and I don't know if it's supposed to be a secret or not, that if you get an autograph from Sting's fan club, that Sting actually has someone on staff who signs his autographs, quote unquote, sometimes. <laughs> you know, so, so I don't know which, unless Sting signed two things for me and I've seen him put pen to paper. So I know they're real. And I know that even the ones that are signed by his staffer, I guess would be considered real and authentic since they come from him as an authorized source. But if you actually want a Sting genuine autograph, it's important that you know that he actually signed it. Just saying. So mm. I have Newcastle Big Man, I have Newcastle Big Man, and I have Synchronicity, and I have the flip side of Newcastle Big Man, where he signed it as Gordon Sumner. And uh, lots of Stewart autographs, because he's at NAMM and lots of other shows around town in LA. Lots of Andy stuff because of the Baked Potato Jazz Club. And the Grammy Museum show that he did and other things where he's so gracious about signing stuff and is an awesome dude. Um, oh, and- sp- speaking of signing things twice, I told you, I showed you that photo of, of John Taylor, Duran Duran, and he's like looking at me like, like, oh no, you're back. You know, this photo right here. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you, you can see video on my channel here. So this this would have been uh what album is this what year is this 20 i don't even know oh all you need is now is the album yeah so anyway i've got uh john taylor and roger taylor they were both there so they signed actually i think they signed the the inside first they actually said to johnny bean there we go who's roger taylor the drummer oh Duran Duran the drummer that's as little as I know. Like, that's what I'm saying. I could never go up to them and say, hey, could you could you help me find that bootleg you made of the police? Yeah. Like, well, no, that's the bass player. So anyway, so they signed that. And yeah, then and then so I went back in the second time. And when they saw me a second time, they, they just signed the front. So I've got their signature awesome. twice on. on awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's got to be like a just as a side note, you mentioned in Duran Duran, the bassist and the drummer. Are related and then like another no they're not oh they're not no they they, they just have the same name last oh my gosh i was gonna say in van halen of course there's got to be some connection with someone who has biological like sense of rhythm or something oh that's awesome that's a van halen black and blue this was a gift from my aunt really nice eddie van halen signature there i got both of us within minutes of each other got a mark anthony signature at nam because we both have a picture of ourselves michael anthony I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Michael, I'm sorry. Michael yeah. at, at Nam. We both got a picture of him within minutes of each other because we have, we both have pictures <laughs> of each other in there. Yeah. With the same clothes on with him wearing the same shirt. So we must have, we were probably standing next to each other in line that, that, uh, that's, uh, was that a card that he signed that year or no? Um, no, no, no. He signed, uh, he signed, uh, 1984 for me. Oh, because I've I've got all kinds because I've met him a million times too. So I've got all kinds of stuff. I, know, I only him. had him sign nineteen eighty four. I think he signed a card, but I wasn't really even interested in the card. So I asked him to sign nineteen eighty four also. That might have been a faux pas. But I 
I, I think I might have even given away the card because I really just am interested in having records signed, you know. Like I went to NAM one year and I saw Duff McKagan. And man, that was the strangest. His autograph just looks like block letters to say Duff. You would never know that it was a friggin' autograph. That's Hagar. Oh, wow. That's like a lot of scribbling. Well, that's just the album. That's just on the album. But I saw him actually at a Costco. Actually, the, the video was on my, I play it all the time when I go up to him. Um, anyway, that's the, the signature. So Matt's there. asking me something. Edwin says seven days feels like the ring. I don't know exactly what that means. If it's a commentary on my cover, Matt's. I'll be right back. You. Yeah, sure. Matt's tube of you says, Jay, are your albums on iTunes or is Bandcamp better? Well, they are on both. Um, I think Bandcamp gives me more proceeds if you decide to pay anything for it. iTunes will charge whatever their fee is per tune. Bandcamp I've posted up as name your price. If you decide to just take it for free, then go for it. I mean, that's not my music is not my vocation. I want people to hear it. Of course, I would not object to uh, your tossing me a couple bucks, but it's not. I would just actually just like you to hear it. So, so please go to Bandcamp, Jay Matsueda. I didn't put my last name in here, but you can you can find it <laughs> um, when you look at the link to the synchronicity. Oh yeah, you know I was at the premiere of that Everyone Stairs. I met Stuart that day at the at the Egyptian Theater. That was the premiere. I was at the premiere in San Jose. Yo, you were. And I met Stuart that day. Okay, okay, awesome. So you and probably. Then- got- and then later on, I had Andy sign it, or the other way around. I'm not sure. Okay, that that's awesome. I don't have his signature on anything. Uh, I, I'm that particular. I just need a sting on here if you can help me out. Right. No. Right. No. That's <laughs> actually, hard. I could just write "sting myself" on here, huh? <laughs> yeah. If you if, if he hires you to do it, you can. But you better practice first, and then it would be authorized. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, right? <laughs> No, it's crazy. I mean, imagine how many people out there like are asking him for his autograph and he's trying to be accommodating, but I think it would be better if he wasn't. Well, most of the time it's like a rubber stamp or it's printed. Well, I'll tell you, these these days they have, they have, they have machines sometimes watch and trace what somebody does with a Sharpie. And then they have machines for press kits and things, take a Sharpie on it. And like, I mean, and it's the same thing it comes yeah. out the same way, but it's a facsimile. I mean, it's not, like I said, if to me, there's something very, there's an experience of getting an autograph. And I, I sure I like, and I have purchased autographs. I have Andy Summers autographs where it's S O M E R S before he changed his name. But to make sure that it was authentic, I actually, when I met him, brought those and asked him if that was his actual autograph. And he said, yes, it was. So now I feel good. But otherwise, I want to get the autograph myself because it's a memory. It's like I was, I remember the time I met this person and they signed this for me. And that's to me, what is the, what's the endearing thing? Oh, I've got that one somewhere. A dollar. <laughs> I can't prove it because it'll take me a minute to find it. But yeah, that's an, that's this is cool. my favorite soundtrack ever. Oh, well. Rumblefish. Well, if there's anything that uh, you have in your collection, that I want like that welcome thing. Maybe I uh-huh. should just talk to you about this off air, but I have something related to Rumblefish that you might want and we might be able to do a trade. <laughs> wow. I don't want to admit to having. What else? You got that one? 
Oh, Oyster Head's great, man. I, I I saw them from the front row at the Hollywood Palladium. I was like, you know, on stage edge, and that was badass. I was also a fish fan back in the day, pictures of nectar and stuff like that. So it was also really enjoyable from that standpoint. Um, I did a recording one time at oh, this engineer at this engineer's house or something, and the guy worked on this album. The Oysterhead record. So oh. he had photos like of with Stuart and stuff. And then I worked at this uh, guitar store in Berkeley, California in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. And when this came out, uh, one of the days, Les Claypool came into the shop because he's local, local yeah. to the you know, Bay Area. So he came in. Oh, and nice. I remember saying to him, all I said to him, because I was, I was the one running the front counter, Les Claypool comes walking in. I'm like, <laughs> hey, great to meet you. But I'm a huge Stuart Copeland fan. <laughs> I told him that. And he's like, well, so am I. And they were already doing this because oh, I think it was after that. I saw them at the Greek Theater in Berkeley. The, well, the an live interesting, show. story about that, how Les Claypool really. Hey, Carlos. He really pulled Stuart out of like uh, not hiding, but obscure, and not certainly not obscurity. But he like he basically like goaded him into doing this he was like hey you have a responsibility to the public to get out there and do cool shit and this is one of those things that's cool and you should do this with us and like i really give a lot of credit i mean that's the story that i heard uh, to les claypool from for getting Stuart out there to do that that awesome experience and what i underst understand is that from the experience of doing that kind of jam band style of music that was what the follow-on project of something, for instance, like the derangements was the result of thinking of music in kind of a jammy way, I think. Mm -hmm. I... And Lisa, thank you that you're going to listen to my record on Bandcamp. That's very awesome. I hope you like it. I mean, I've never claimed to be a vocalist, but I think that the music is, the underlying music is pretty solid. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, let, let's see. Thanks, Jay. We'll go right to Vancouver. Thank you. Yeah, Matt, Matt, you got it. Take it or, you know, or buy me a Coca-Cola. <laughs> Just kidding. Not, no pressure. Just take it. Um, Matt loved what Stuart did with Stan Ridgeway. Yes, absolutely. We talked about that. I'm really digging the comment area because there's so much rich. There's a lot of rich um, uh, comments in there. It looks like Ron is trying to get back in. He says, I'm trying to reconnect. Ron, where are you? He says, I'm trying. Do you have this album? I do have that. You know who you know who designed the cover of that? It was uh, the same guy that I know in LA who designed the cover of Synchronicity. Oh, no way. Yeah, his name is Norman Moore. He's a friend of Andy's too. Yeah, he's uh if you open up your synchronicity album, they've stayed in touch over the years. He's done a lot of the design for Andy's stuff. Um, he also did the police certifiable album cover design. Um, oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. The silhouettes on the back. I mean, it looks a little bit like, looks a little bit kind of like a iPod derivative if in retrospect, but I think he was probably the first to do it because he's totally original. Um, Norman's amazing. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Is that the no speak album? No, that's the equalizers album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's awesome yeah. too. Yeah. I think I've got, I've got that somewhere. Let me pull out a couple of things too. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little show and tell here too, man. I mean, provided that you think some of these guys online would like to see it, 
so I showed you the Clark Kent test pressing. I talked to you about this one. So, so I have two pieces of uh, memorabilia that are stuck in with this little sleeve that I'm going to, one says, Stuart signed this for me on March 16th, 2016, after his show at the Valley Performance Arts Center that this program came from, Chad Smith and Danny Carey were already also there and they signed my ticket printout along with, well, I guess they didn't, I guess Stuart didn't also sign it. I just got Danny Carey and Chad Smith to sign just my ticket printout. But Stuart signed my version of this 45. And then Andy signed this during the Leica camera gallery opening of his photo show on August 7th, 2016. So both the same year, around 1 p.m. This is the Spanish pressing of Roxanne, where they did it. It was a typo, and they typed it as Hoxanne. <laughs> <laughs> The picture sleeve says Hoxanne. Now on the back, they did it right. They say Roxanne in the details, cashewettes instead of peanuts, even though it's sung as peanuts, they're just translating it for their readers. Oh, I see. It, they didn't actually sing cashewettes. They just listed it as a translation of the name of the song. But um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm someday when it, as a, sidebar someday i hope to be able to hear the song rosie lee which is a Stuart copeland lyrics and melody version of peanuts before sting came in and changed the lyrics to peanuts with a new with a new melody oh, um, wow um, but anyway that was the b-side of roxanne in spain it was called hoxanne so i just i thought that would be a good one to have them sign for me because it's just a fucking goof right yeah um, so, right. <laughs> this is something Andy signed. Andy signed this for me at the at the at the, um, at the uh, Grammy Museum when he was uh, being honored with a with an award there. This is a test pressing of a of a uh, Zoot Money uh, forty five uh, from uh, Let's Run for Cover. It says uh, release twenty five <laughs> March sixty uh, six. So I mean. You know, when they when they have that song born in the 50s, I mean, Andy was born in the 40s. Right. So, like, you know, he's kind of like a he's been doing this a minute. And then we have like, a, you know, I have like a, a one of the very first things that was, you know, harder to get initially was like you've probably seen these these uh, last exit 45s. No, I've I've never seen any of the last last exit stuff ever. The no. last exit only have, had cool. officially one a uh, one uh, seven inch, and it was uh, called "Whispering Voices and Even Song," and uh, I'm not going to claim that it's actually Even Song's legit. I like that song. I'm not claiming that Whispering Voices is anything special, but there were two varieties. One is the solid version that was not mm -hmm. with a punch out hole for uh for turntables that had the larger and then one was the one where they actually cut out the um in the vinyl they actually cut out the things like that the punch out hole the punch out hole one is a lot harder to come by than the solid one but uh but this is another one where i kind of like you know picked up as many as i 
could. So I have three solids and two punch outs. Which nice. Also, I've, I've be never seen those. That's happy cool. to trade if anyone has a Mexican red vinyl synchronicity, a Bolivian seven inch synchronicity, an RIAA gold award, a, a U.S. test pressing synchronicity, or like there's some things that I just haven't come across yet. So just an, an extra plug for the ones that I'm looking for. Um, I have an empty Starbucks cup if that has any value. Um, who knows? Maybe someday. <laughs> By the way, area codes nine seven eight. I just got your message, and that sounds good. So, message me, area code nine seven eight. I got your text. Yeah. Man. Cool. Here's something interesting. So this is this is not uncommon because I think most of these have errors, but the Invisible Sun forty five. I don't know if they ever corrected this, but when you go onto the back. I'm lying. When you go onto the actual disc itself, you'll notice that instead of the B side being Shambell, they like dropped the B out of it. It just says Shamel. 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 I might have that one. I, I bet you have you have it and you don't even know that you have the error because like I think the vast majority of them had the error. No, I think when I got it, I think it, it had a, a sticker on it that said error. I think I've heard of that. Well, then you would have it, wouldn't you? <laughs> so yeah, um, Diamond D, I absolutely agree that Synchronicity is an amazing cover. And we were talking about this earlier. And we were also talking about how I have all of the cover variations, which are 38 commercially released ones, plus two that were only printed at the press check as printer's proofs. So if you do ever want to look at that checklist, the link to that PDF, as a collector's checklist and reference sheet is in the chat above. Um, and there's also two videos on YouTube that if you search for synchronicity variations, you'll see something that's called Get Me Synchronicity and then Get Me Synchronicity Part 2, um, if you feel like it. And there's also a lot of foreign variations in there that are weird as well. Um, Hoxan, ho, <laughs> yeah, uh, don't have, uh, I can't. <laughs> No, you don't have to put on the red light. Yes. <laughs> who hone how who put on a headlight? Ask to be you. Thank you so much. Oh Mike. my gosh, that's so funny. Totally, totally. I'm so glad that Lisa is on here because she did have some comments on recent interchanges over the some of the Facebook group stuff. And it was really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Tell She says, Johnny, tell me more about the South Park, South Park Andy Summers guitar pick. That's something I should have asked him about, which I, I guess at some point I, I can figure it out. But that's a, a guitar pick that I got. If you guys remember when they did the reunion tour in 0708, Andy's guitar had a guitar strap that had, it said, uh, had Kenny on it, the South Park character. Oh wow! Like the guitars, yeah, the guitar strap said that, and then apparently there was there were promo picks made. That's one. That's I have one oh. of the picks. You have one? Do you have it at arm's length that you can show everybody? Yeah, I showed it earlier. Oh, you did. It's, I don't know. If it I says know. it says Andy Summers, you bastard, on the back of it. Oh, that one. That was a South Park oh, guitar pick. Yeah, that might be the item that. Uh... I'll talk to you later about something related to Rumblefish, if you remind me, and 
we might have something we could do in the background. <laughs> Anyways, um, I uh, look at this man. We this could be the start of some of a, this could be the start of something special. Because look, Matt's tube of you says. Just want to say before I pass out or go comatose. Great show, Johnny. Jay and you talking police is awesome. So hey, like you said, you this might be the beginning of like a. I mean, I just like that. I spend so much time thinking about this stuff that I never really get to talk about it with hardly anybody because, like, who's going to talk about this with me? So it's it's. Uh, well, who's going to talk about forty different synchronicity albums? You know? Well, I mean, I got, <laughs> like eight thousand. That thing's got eight thousand fucking views, man. Like, give me some credit, brother. <laughs> Not that I, it's enough to commercialize my channel. I mean, no one's subscribing to my channel. If you do decide to go to my YouTube and watch that, please, you guys, just hit the subscribe just for the hell of it because I can't start to monetize unless I get a 1,000. And not that I'm putting videos up all the time or anything, but it would really be nice to be able to monetize my channel. I put up videos every day. You do? So, sometimes twice. I did two I did two shows yesterday. I That's awesome, man. That's freaking awesome. So let me show you something also. I don't know if people are familiar with the production process for records, but that, you know, a stamper stamps in, mm -hmm. presses down on a vinyl and becomes a vinyl. But before they even do deal with the stamper, the production of the stamper, they kind of do tests. They see if the, the mix and the, and the mastering sounds good on the vinyl format. And they do these things, not just test pressings, which is the tests of the pressed final product but before mm -hmm. that they do what's called an acetate an acetate is a metal core record that's very very soft vinyl that's i think normally produced with a lathe cut just to see what the song sounds like in the vinyl format and it's not supposed to last beyond maybe five plays because it degrades it's very very soft vinyl but this is from copy masters this is seven days backed with January stars, which was one of the two um, versions of a B side that had an alternative vocal melody. There was a song called everybody laughs, but you in January stars that had different lyrics and different vocal melody, but the same backing track that sting created during the 10 Sumner's era, which is amazing because we just don't hear people doing that. And this is an acetate. This is a very heavy object. It's a metal core object that has soft vinyl on the outsides that I've never played because I don't want to degrade it. I think if I played it, it would probably not really be. Able I to had a Van Halen of one of those at once. This is a, yeah, it's an acid. You can see from the, from the reflections that most of the, the acetate on the edges is uncut. This is a, an acetate that was intended to test out what the sound would be for a 45. So the lathe only cut the song up to the material that would have made the 45, but it's within a 10 inch acetate format. So it's, it's a uh, silk. Uh, oh no. Is it okay? It sounded like you've dropped it. Who? That's what it said. <laughs> it sounded like you've broken. Oh no no no! I this no. Believe me, I'm not. Uh, these these are these items are very, you know, these are very cherished items. January store. Oh, you nice. You ever see one of these? That's a base pick. Yeah. 
It has a fake sting thing on the back. It's fake. It's no, no, it's, I'm sure it's a, it's a, it's a reunion tour thing. It might not be his actual signature. <laughs> well, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck yep. Butler, you're watching us, man. Chuck Butler. Good to see you, man. Well, I'm going to show you something too. I know this guy. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. But you've already seen it, or you could see it, if you simply go onto my videos uh, that's, uh, that talk about synchronicity on online. Because I mentioned to you how um, I have those. So I have all the sleeves, right? I have all the sleeves that relate to the different uh, synchronicity covers uh, mm -hmm. designs. They'd made 38 different sleeves, then they made two with the press check, and I was somehow able to self-realize and project into the universe that they belong with me, and they came to me. <laughs> you can tell I live in Los Angeles, right? Anyway, um, <laughs> so, so, so Australia had dedicated solid color vinyl synchronicity touring editions that were in yellow solid, red solid and blue solid in two different colors of blue. So I'm going to show you a couple of those, but these are not incredibly rare. They probably sell for somewhere between 100 and something, 200 maybe. This is a yellow one. It says special limited edition color vinyl with four color pinup. Now, that's a very weird way of saying that there's a full color poster inside because four color is a printer's term that refers to the CMYK process, which is cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. Most people do not, most civilians, people who are not in the printing world would never call something four color when it's full color. But the poster inside of the- of the Four color? It says four, so look, in these, in these touring editions, it says special limited edition colored vinyl with four color pinup, but the but the actual and here's another example. Instead of solid yellow, it's light blue. But the the but the the interesting thing that I find is that the people who were producing these at Festival Records were so close to the production of a record mm -hmm. that they weren't able to get out of their minds that to the average person something that's produced with this is the red one with four color process, which is CMYK on a printing press, which is cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. See, here's uh -huh. the poster. The poster is full color, not four color. It's full color. <laughs> but you know, when you think four colors, you're like, okay, well, what, what, which four colors did they choose? Why do they only choose four colors? But that's not, that would be an, like a moronic way of like, <laughs> marketing this right this is the new zealand one it's the only difference between the new zealand and the australia one is the sticker on the front it's got the same matrix number on the vinyl and everything um, uh -huh. this one happens to be kind of like a some collectors somewhere called this azure blue instead of light blue so this is the azure blue copy so there's 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 oh, wow. and, and then someone also thought that maybe there was a variation on that where one of the blues the ojours is darker than the other. So you can like get as crazy as you want with this stuff. Now, here's the thing though. Probably I'm going to say, and you can look this up on pop sync to pop psych to see actually when I bought this on eBay, but I'm going to say that it was probably like 
15 years ago, 12 years ago in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It was in the middle of the night and I have eBay alerts on my phone for like rare synchronicity things, right? Using choice keywords. In the middle of the night, like I get, like I wake up and I look at my phone and I see some crazy thing. Yeah, I see some crazy stupid thing on eBay and and in the morning i'm like thanks thankfully i was just dreaming because i don't really want to have to buy that because it's going to cost a lot of money and i'm glad i was just hallucinating right but then but then i opened up my ebay and lo, lo and behold i wasn't hallucinating there was actually this crazy version of the vinyl synchronicity that was posted on eBay. Now what happened, I found out as part of the overarching provenance and story of this one copy was that someone at Festival Records in Australia who was part of the production of those solid yellow, solid red and solid blue and solid azure blue vinyl copies mm -hmm. who worked at the record plant, the Festival Record Plant um, that was producing those copies in Australia on the sly, just for the fuck of it, for his own personal collection, just took all the pellets from those copies and just threw them all into the machine at once to make himself one copy that has all the colors in a splatter pattern. And he took it home and he had it and he enjoyed it. And it was in his collection. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, like my precious, right? This guy had this freaking thing. In his... This guy had this in his collection for years and years. And then sadly he passed away. And at that time, his widow sold it to a dealer. The dealer posted it on eBay. And I didn't even think it was real when I saw it on eBay. And I wish that I didn't have to buy it because it was a lot of money. And I'm embarrassed to say anything more about that. You can go on to poppsych.com to go look up how much I paid for this. But this is a version that was created through the guy at the record plant just throwing all the pellets together at one time. And Are you saying there's only one of those? I'm saying that there's only one of these in the world. And this, and that's therefore when I'm also saying that there's only one copy of the 39th sleeve of synchronicity and only 10 copies of the 40th copy of the sleeve of synchronicity there, uh -huh. there's, there are aspects of my synchronicity collection that are like museum grade. Cause there's only one of them. And oh my gosh. Like, have you ever listened to that? I put it on just to, verify that it was actually synchronicity and it does have the correct matrix number on the vinyl in the in the runoff in the runout mm -hmm. so in the in the groove so 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 then if you'll look on so how Facebook, much did you pay for that I, I don't I <laughs> that, but you can go on to poppsych.com and go look up that that version and you can just don't embarrass me like we don't have to talk about that but then here's the thing I also found out that there was a Zenyatta Mandata version that the same guy did with purple and blue pellets. But that one's out of reach for me because this person didn't have it and it's not available for sale and it never will be. But the same record dealer who did have the one that he sold to me as Synchronicity had a different record that was also released at the same time Zenyatta was released that the guy did decide to press as purple and blue. So I decided, and he only sold it to me for like 30 bucks because it was no big deal. He didn't give a shit what it was. This happens to be someone named Bonfa Burroughs Brazil. 
It's something on Cherry Pie Records. It's not Zenyatta Mandata, but it's the closest thing I'm ever going to have to also having the sister record of the splatter pattern because there's also a Zenyatta Mandata that looks exactly like this. So if I ever put my two records next to each other in a frame and just have the synchronicity one kind of swoop over the label just enough so you can only see the this this one edging uh -huh. and the other one then it'll kind of like approximate what having both of them would look like but uh but this one only cost me like 30 bucks whereas the other one costs multiples of that but we won't talk about that right now um but the, the thing is that this like i, put I agree teach I put this up on YouTube and I tell people that I have it and, and I, you know, I, 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 I as part of my, as part of my synchronicities variations, video part one, people uh -huh. can go look at this and why it's not like anyone can, I mean, I, I don't, I'm knock on wood. It's not like anyone can steal it from me. You know why? Cause there's only one of them. It's like, there's like, you're going to go steal the Mona Lisa. What are you going to do with it? Everyone's going to know like where you got it from. What are you going to do with it? You know, they'll probably like, listen to it. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like, like nah, if someone took it, you can't sell it. And are you going to really get that much enjoyment out of something that you took from somebody else that you know is not yours? And you're always looking over your shoulder. Or whatever? You'd get the actual police to go after them. Right. I would get, <laughs> I would, I would get Dmar on, I'll get Dmar on their ass. <laughs> Dmar, who's actually a policeman. I was like, dude, I got your next case, your next case file. You know what we need to do, though, is we need to get you to 200 YouTube subscribers. Okay, I mean, your I I'm looking at your channel right now. Dude, I don't even think I have that. And, you know, I actually do have a You're, couple You have 198. I see. I actually do think I actually have some good content that relates to the police on there. And, you know, but I, but I, yeah, that would be really. Subscribe, give him a subscription, you guys. Let's get him that, to 200 subscribers. That would be very kind. I mean, it's not the purpose of my being on here today. I just wanted to kind of hang out. But that would be really awesome if for some reason there was kind of like ancillary benefit. So if you guys did want to subscribe to my channel, I do post up police related stuff. I've got the two synchronicity videos. I've got one guitar chord that was strummed by Andy Summers during the Circa Zero sound check at the troubadour because i was there. really one guitar chord all it is is him going it's like 10 seconds and it's oh like oh my gosh stupidest post that i've ever made. i can hear is that can we can i hear that if you go into my youtube channel right now and type circa zero you'll see that it says for completest purposes only or something 199 like we got it says like for completest purposes only it says like you know what guitar chords drum by andy summers because i that's because I, I must have had like a really crappy phone or something. I didn't have, it wasn't like smartphones of today. I was there to shoot photos for the band. I shot six, five or six rolls of black and white film. Um, one of the photos was actually used by the band as their like MySpace Amazing. or whatever. Their, their main photo. Like Andy, I don't know if you remember this, but the photo of Andy with his arms in the air like this. At, was, at, at Troubadour? Yes. He was looking down. His Maybe I've was, seen that. His guitar was around his body and his arms were up in the air like this. And they used that as the thumbnail image related to Circa Zero after that. I gave Rob like five or six rolls of, uh, of black and white wow. shots. And, awesome. and, you know, and, and if anybody. I, I wish I could have gone to that show, man. I know where the Troubadour is because I stayed. I actually stayed one time across the street from there. So oh, I, know nice. exactly where the, I know exactly where the venue is. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. Like, uh, you know, that was... Uh, 
I would have loved to have gone to gone to those shows. I was yeah, fortunately for me, I was not only at that, but I was also um at the the El Rey show. Oh, dude. I was at the front row. I was also I would pushing up against Stage that. Edge, pushing up against Stage Edge for that show too, but that was that was um, loud. That was super loud. I would love to have been there. You you probably wouldn't be able to hear anything anymore. This is I, a, well. This, I I we talked about tinnitus on Tuesday. We we do a show on Tuesdays. We talk about tinnitus. I can't hear my well. I can hear. But, oh, which video is it? I don't even see it. Is it tinnitus Tuesday? That's <laughs> what it's turning into. Let me see if I can show you like what my what my uh, I I can put that. It's there's there's absolutely zero. Oh, I just search it. There's zero reason for you to watch that video. Andy Summers playing one chord at circa zero. If you put, can you actually broadcast that for the listenership while we were watching this? Or I can, possible? I can, I can play the audio of it. Let me see. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's no reason for anybody to watch that. Just so you know. Well, if it's Andy Summers, I'm going to watch it. It's one chord from a distance, and you just hear him go. Dah! That's it. <laughs> Andy Summers playing one chord at circa zero. Uh, That's all I had. I also, I also put some, um, I put some, uh, some photos, some still photos of like the marquee from that day that I took on that. Mm hmm. And uh, just for people to listen to for just to, to see for a second what like what it looked like on the scene. 20 seconds. Totally useless. Why so, is it useless? Because it says for absolute completists only. Andy Summer is playing one chord. If you're like me. And Oops, <laughs> oh, the. the the and quality is really weird, but and then feedback like crazy, <laughs> and then feedback like crazy. That's why. What's they the stopped. what's the feedback from? I don't know. I, I think... <laughs> oh my gosh. So hey, anybody, I just sent you the link in private chat if you wanted to post it on the main thing for people. But there's no reason. It's like there's no reason. I just did it as a goof because I thought, hey, nobody had any Circus Zero soundcheck material. But that's Circus Zero soundcheck. I was there. Oh, awesome. There's Jay's channel in the chat. Subscribe to his channel. Let's get him over over the two. We got you to 200. We did it. That's so super cool. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful, you guys. I'm very grateful. I do actually post police-related material sometimes, so I'm very grateful if you decide to uh, subscribe to my channel. Just a little, <laughs> little bit of bobs here. I actually did like a video. I think I did some video of a Sting show in Vegas when I was there and some other stuff. And, you know, I used to be a, a music reviewer and photographer and interviewer. I have a, I have an interview, a phone interview of, uh, of Joe Satriani from college that I put on there. Very cool. It's an, un, you know, un, uh, as of you know, up to that point, it was unheard, and it's actually really, actually very interesting. Very cool, man. He's a very smart guy. I really think he's a badass. Oh, he's awesome, and I think he's going to do a great job for the, the the tribute tour they're doing for Van Halen. I mean, he's he's the man to do that definitely. 
Yeah, no, but I mean, he's a very smart guy. I enjoyed talking to him immensely. Um, I was a bit of a green interviewer at the time, but he made me feel very comfortable. And he actually, at the time, he was talking about making his record called Crystal Planet. But then he, I think, released the next record after that as just his own name. And then after that, he made the next one, Crystal Planet. So I had like this peek into (laughs) what he was planning to name his record before the next one. You know, it's kind of interesting like because he talks about it. And if you look at the year against the releases. That's pretty um, cool. It's it's actually really pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm looking down at like to see what other things people had to ask. Answer some questions. You guys ask him a question. I got to do a refill real quick. And then actually, I I need to tuck my chickens. And that's not code for anything. I have chickens. I have backyard chickens. I need to shut their flap to their to their coop. Do you do they give you eggs and stuff? Do they you, do. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So I need to run out there and just shut their flap. They, they already went inside. Probably I'll show some records and I'll look at show some records, show okay. some police records. OK, OK, ready? <laughs> this is when I was in prison that one time. This is All the, right. uh, I'll be right back. This is a recent acquisition. This is a, a brimstone and treacle test pressing. Um, this has, uh, you know, the police and sting solo uh, stuff like uh, the police doing I burn for you and uh, and uh, how stupid Mr. Bates. And it has sting doing spread a little happiness and stuff like that. And uh, if I open it up to show you the actual disc. And this is kind of like what the. Test pressings look like. Well, this one's kind of well. There's not much to see here. It's just white. <laughs> there's no printing on it, but it's uh, you know, when you look at the matrix numbers, then you'll know that it's the real thing. It's not like just someone messing around. And why would they anyway? It's not enough. There can't possibly be enough money in 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 uh, faking any of these things. Um, let me show you um, some other interesting ones. Um, this isn't a record, but I think you guys would find this interesting as something that I kind of keep with among my stuff. This is a uh, this is a program from Newcastle City Hall, uh, October 26th of 1976. And as you'll see, Andy Summers from the police was touring with with uh, Mike Oldfield to perform Tubular Bells. The interesting thing about this is that the pit band for that particular night as they toured around and utilized different local bands to play in the pit group was Last Exit. And everybody knows that Sting was the bass player as Gordon Sumner in Last Exit. So this was an artifact that pertains to the first time they actually played together, even though they didn't actually meet each other at that time, apparently. Now, when I brought this to Andy Summers, at a baked potato jazz club show here in Los Angeles, he literally asked me whether or not I wanted him to write on it when I asked him for an autograph. But uh, but he actually signed it on the back, and you can you know see his little bio in the last exit thing where Gordon Sumner is listed as the bass guitar, and. Uh, I actually was able to show this program to Sting one time. Sting had this in his hands. It was at the Jimmy Kimmel show in the green room. Um, I had won tickets. Um, and unfortunately, though, for me, in the green room of the Jimmy Kimmel show, the rule, the policy is that you can't ask for autographs. So I showed this to Sting. 
hoping that he would just offer to autograph it since he saw Andy Summers' autograph on the back page. But he didn't. He didn't offer to autograph it for me. Are you kidding me? So he stood there and looked through it, and then he gave it back to me, which is absolutely absurd. But uh, but such is life. So that's uh, you know. So Mike Oldfield will be in Lisa's top ten guitarist list too. Awesome. Yeah. No, Jabal. It is nice. It's like crazy, right? It's and 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 Timker. Thank you. Like this is a this is one of my little prized possessions, um, and it was a joy. The item I'm proudest of. Uh, Lisa asks, so, I mean, that synchronicity that looks like a pizza, I mean, that might be one of them. I mean, there's, there are different things. There are different things that's, uh, um, that I like. If you go to, um, if you go to, uh, uh, Raphael's page, which is called follow the leaders.fr, he's French. Um, you'll see that there's a Holy Grail section, uh, Holy Grail section has all manner of super, super rare items. One of the items, and one of the more visually appealing items, is that for the uh, the police used to do a lot of interesting things with prototypes uh, with a company called Fitzgerald Hartley, um, seeing if there was anything cool that they could do with their releases. And um, Fitzgerald Hartley was also the company that used to make the RIAA awards, like the ones that I have up there. Um, one of them's uh, Synchronicity, and one of them's uh, Dream of the Blue Turtles, and one of them's uh, Soul Cages. Um, um, they used to be the company that was in, hired by the record label to make the awards and to make interesting pressings. And you'll recall during Regatta de Blanc that they did that 10-inch record double set, the two 10-inch records. Well, at that time, they were experimenting with prototypes. And they had this prototype that I think is fascinating because when you think about the record production process and how they smush the vinyl together and sometimes it comes out with a splatter pattern like the synchronicity that I have or picture discs that are clear vinyl that have inserts that are pictures and they squash them together. Like everything is pushing out, right? Um, but with Regatta de Blanc, they did a prototype that was very, very interesting because it's a 10 inch. There's probably like somewhere between 25 and 100 of these um, I always thought there was a hundred, but I don't really know how many there are. Um, and I put it in a 10 inch frame. This is what I'd call a pattern, a pattern regatta. Now, the interesting thing about this is it's not an extrusion, an extrusion, like extruded metal piece that's uniform the whole way through that they cut into segments. It's not like a, uh, it's not like buying some Pillsbury dough to cook some cookie, bake some cookies and you slice it into pieces where it's like uniformly uh, textured throughout. Well, I guess that's not a bad example. Cookie dough is not like that. That's got chocolate chips in different spots. But what I'm saying is I put this in a frame so I can't show you the backside, but the backside has four shapes that are not the same shapes. So it's not just like they had like solid that they sliced and then pressed. I don't know how they made these and that's what makes them so cool. And that's probably when they made them too expensive to, to turn into commercial viable releases that they went on to mass produce. Um, so anyway, I hope you guys uh, like that. How many, Lisa, how many police Andy Stewart sting items we estimate you have not working out how many vans I need? <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually, my collection is pretty small compared with some people. I don't have too many items. I just really have a very strong, 
um, affinity for kind of rare items. So um, if you go on to followtheleaders.com uh, fr and you look at the rare section, you'll see that you'll see everyone who's contributed their photographs of the fronts and backs of all these regatta shapes versions, and you'll find that there's quite a number of, of them out there, but they're all totally unique and they're very pleasing to look at um, from the standpoint of the way that the original artwork had that kind of like cut out star in the label. And it's kind of like a continuation of that kind of theme. It's very um, completely awesome. But, uh, but my collection is pretty small. Um, and I just, there's certain types of things that I really like. And then I really like synchronicity. So, um, so when I first acquired the synchronicity that doesn't have any photos on it, the gold, silver, bronze one, that's also, I sent the picture in and submitted it to follow the leaders.fr. So you can see a picture of it there. Um, and, or also on my synchronicity videos, you can see pictures of two of the copies that are the only two that are known to still exist. Then you will, uh, you'll, when I got that, I said, okay, well, if there's only 10 approximate copies, then there can only be 10 complete collections. So in that, at, at that stage, I decided to go for the full collection because I said, I can, I'm going to have one of 10 full collections. And then when I found that there's actually some singularly rare stuff, then I said, okay, well, I could actually possess the only full collection. And that's why I'm trying to get some of the stuff that I don't have yet, which is, uh, again, the Mexican red vinyl version, which actually doesn't even go for more than a few hundred bucks, but it's really hard for, to find someone who's willing to sell. Um, the seven inch Bolivian version, um, the, uh, an RIA award that's gold since I have a platinum one. And, um, also, uh, a U.S. test pressing. So we were talking about collection stuff. How long has your collection been forming? What's the item you've been chasing? I just got here. I didn't even hear any of that. Sorry. I had to, um, one of my chickens, I've got a chicken that's like eight, nine years old. She's getting really old and she wasn't all the way into the coop. She was like laying like halfway out of the flap. So I had to get a towel and pick her up and get her totally into the coop. That's where I was. Um, no, I showed them some cool stuff. I showed them my regatta shapes vinyl. Oh, wow. And I explained that this is not an extrusion. It has a different pattern on the other side. It's, uh -huh. not, like, it's not like they just sliced it and it's like a mirror image on the back. Um, and uh, she's okay. She's fine. Yeah, the chicken's okay. The that's chicken's good. okay. Yeah, uh, this chi chickens get really old, and and well, that's really old for a chicken, and they they get they have a hard time walking around. Kind of like like a dog. You get a dog that's really old and has a hard time getting around. I know a guy who was thinking about selling his version of the regatta, by the way. He has one also. So if anyone out there is like jonesing for one, then, I mean, it's not going to be cheap. So make sure you're serious about it. But I might be able to put you in touch. I'm not selling any mine, but there's a guy out there who might be. So what time is it? It's I don't know. For us, it's the same time. It's eight. Um, when did we get on the phone? Five? It's been three hours. Oh my gosh! It's been almost been three hours. So let's 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 cut it at least Are, soon because yeah, I have to course. go eat dinner. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm having eaten. Can you guys refresh your browsers? Can we get the video to 300 views live? 
right about 245 right now refresh your browsers wow lisa but, 4 a.m over there oh my gosh well thank it's 4 a.m where lisa is wow so. that's so cool of you to tune in for this i mean you know yeah that's amazing where so, where are you are you in england where are you i think she's in england yeah yeah she won something i i did a giveaway recently and she won wait, 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 wait. Uh, who won the andy summers pick man nobody yet we're, we're gonna we're gonna do that oh okay okay we're gonna do that and i'm thinking i'm thinking we'll we'll do two Ooh. we'll do two andy summers picks okay i just want to thank everybody for being here uh what was i gonna say okay so yeah let's do this again Let's do this again yeah. at some point, whenever you're, whenever, you know, I still have a ton, ton of stuff I haven't showed. Yeah, you only see the tip I, of the iceberg. And I, really I barely didn't... saw anything that you have. So <laughs> that's it. Every single thing is a story and it takes. I like... have a green blanket. All right. That's for my, uh, when I play Grand Theft Auto on Twitch, I have to oh. put a green blanket <laughs> behind me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, Lisa's in the UK. Thank international so followers well international followers oh yeah God. peggy like this was fun for me too like this time these three hours went by super fast and you're right we didn't really scratch the surface there's like no we barely barely did anything we didn't really so talk we'll, about or show much like we did but we didn't like there's like a lot we'll do we'll do this again did laz send up my bottle opener opener i don't think so he's he when laz does a giveaway it takes forever for him to mail anything out so next time i go over there i'll mail it for him I did mail out those two CDs we gave away of mine last time. Okay, awesome. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's let's do a couple giveaways real quick, you guys, and then I have to, I have to go eat. Uh, let's do yeah, let's. Well, how many people are here right now? Who? Let's let's do this. Start a poll. I'll give away two Andy Summers guitar picks. Okay. But which color should we should we give away first? Oh my gosh. You had a blue it. one first, right? You have a blue one and a black one? Yeah. Nice. I think I just have a red one. Which color for it? Okay, so we're going to give these both away right now. Okay, but in the chat. In in the in the in the chat, you guys can vote. All right. <laughs> so what do people have to do to sign up? They just Oh, they have to they have to put a number in the chat. Why wouldn't Lisa be eligible? She's she's, she's maybe she's not eligible. You'll you'll ship it to her in the UK, right? At least like Well, technically she just won something. Oh, is that why? Technically she just won something, but Lisa, check your your mail when you get your mail. Oh crap, what did I just do? I just I just did something. Okay. 8 votes out of 8. We got 30 people here. Vote now. Vote now. Which one should we give away first? Okay, and the way we do the giveaways is with, uh, it's a random number thing. So we're gonna roll. 
and I'm, I'm gonna guys, I'm gonna make you guys work for this. Okay, pick a number. You guys got to pick a number. We'll do this twice. Pick a number. Well, you'll see. It'll, it'll say on the screen. Here we go. In the chat, enter a number between zero and one hundred and fifty. <laughs> I know that's a lot of numbers, but you guys know how this works. And remember, if it's grayed out, that means it doesn't uh, count. This is the, the engagement part of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. And so far you're saying nobody even voted for black at all. So you either said give away the blue one or, or just keep them. <laughs> <laughs> And it looked the black one. So, so well, for the, the the first winner will be for the black one. Second winner will be for the blue one. Right? Is that is that what it said? No, blue. Yeah, it's the opposite. Okay, so we're giving away the blue one first. So in the chat, and remember what Nightbot says is is what counts. So unfortunately, if you put the number in, but it's grayed out, that means you're, you're, you're putting in numbers too quickly. So whoever Nightbot picks, that, that's, that's where it goes. So we'll, we'll do those. I'll, I'll get dinner. Where are you going for dinner? Me? Mm-hmm. Uh... I'm probably making something. I've, <laughs> I'm chilling out tonight. I don't really have anything going on. Like after uh, after we wrap, I'm chilling out. It's a it's a quiet quiet night in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Wait, today's Friday. Yeah, can you believe it's it? Friday. It's only eight o'clock, dude. I know it's eight o'clock on a Friday night, and I don't really think I'm necessarily. I, I'm just gonna jam on some work and watch a movie, I think, and uh, thumb through my collectibles like a little guy in Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I've got this one movie I've been trying to watch for almost a week now. It's called High Society. Oh, wait, what's that about? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet because I keep I keep going to sleep. Oh, you keep falling asleep when you try to watch it or you just keep going to sleep before you? Well, because what I do is I play uh, Grand Theft Auto live on Twitch till midnight. So from 10 to midnight, I do that. And then at midnight, I go to try to watch the movie, but I end up going to bed. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's uh, uh, Frank Sinatra, Grace Kelly, oh, okay. Bing Crosby. Okay, okay. So it's an older one, yeah. Like 1950. 1956, I think, is when it came out. I keep trying to watch it. I tried watching it last night. I went to sleep. Trying to pull some anything, something, anything out that someone might be interested in here, just as a closer. All right, somebody got it. Giving away these picks, right? Somebody got it. Dakota, Dakota, you got it. Dakota, you got it. Message me. And which one is it? Nice. The blue one? It's the blue one, right? Well, Wait, 
depending on which ask Dakota which one or which one do you want? Preferred one. one. Do you want and the then, blue pick or the black pick? And then the other one will go to the other person. Yeah. Which one do you want? Which one do you want? Blue or black? And then message me. You'll take the blue one. Okay. Blue one. Of course the blue one. No, and it's not like the black one's not desirable, by the way. It is very desirable. I want one of the black ones. I don't have one. I only have a red one. Well, I can tell you uh, on the latest tour, Andy was using the black ones. These actual ones he was using. Did he used that the, exact one? The police Does it have ones. like scratches from his. Well, it's in it's in this little thing here. So I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know. Dakota Barrett, blue Andy Summers guitar pick. All right. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Next. All right. Between zero and 150. Keep going. And this is for the black one. Andy Summers black guitar pick. This is not for the black one. Yeah. And this is also a podcast on Spotify. So just if anybody's listening to this this far into this, we're, we're doing a giveaway right now. So it's mostly on the screen. But actually, this is a video on podcast. This is a, a video on, on Spotify, too. You can actually watch the, the video. Man. Well, yeah, you're going to have to come back because I, I haven't I haven't seen most of what, what you have. I know. I know. <laughs> we, really we really didn't get into it too much, but... Uh... But I did show you a couple of things. I showed you that 45 of Andy, but I didn't set, show you the the full 12 inch that that came from, where he again is a young whippersnapper down there in the blue shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right? Funny. I've never shit, seen right? that. No. Funny. I've shit. never seen that. That's awesome. This is yeah yeah. There's two versions. There's there's the original, which is the mono copy, which is this one. Just has says mono in the corner there. And then there's the, the stereo version that came after. Well, anyway, stereo version. But they're cool, man. These are like from a, like another time. Like, look at the way that this record looks on the back. I mean, this is not like, <laughs> you know what I mean? These are like, these, yeah, they're like 60s records. They're like, when you get them, they have like the way that they're produced, they have like. Oh, it explains what it is. A gloss, a gloss, yeah. a gloss, <laughs> gloss front, like a laminate, but then it's got like a matte back, like they sprayed it with some sort of whatever to make the paper gloss instead of just having glossy paper from the start or whatever. It's like, I don't know. It's very, very interesting what you like. I don't know. There's a couple of, you know, Andy was in this band. They had Zoot money live at, 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 at live at Kluke's clique, but there were like two versions of it, right? So this version. And there's this version of it. I don't know. We can talk. We can go into all this stuff, man. This is like, it, there's too much. It's too much. Oh, it's awesome. It's too much. But anyway, um, yeah, let's do another one in like uh, in February or something. <laughs> sure. Are you going to Nam? 
I'm not sure yet. I, uh, I was thinking I would want to go on the Sunday when I looked at my schedule, but I was only, if I only want to go one day, I was hoping that someone would be able to give me a pass and I just haven't been able to finagle that yet. So we'll see. We'll see. But doesn't mm -hmm. most of the autographs actually happen on the first, like during the week, during the weekday? The signings? No, they're yeah. mostly on Saturday. Are they really on the Saturday? Oh yeah. Saturday is the big day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought they tried to like suppress that by only doing that like on a Friday when people can't get off work. So they don't get the civilians coming in. No, no. I mean, now it's all civilians. Really? I mean, a it's lot not... of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, they let me in. It always was, but people had to pretend, right? Like, can't tell you how many times I went in on someone else's pass with somebody else's name or whatever. Oh yeah. You can't do that now. They check your ID. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Back in my day, I used to be able to sneak in them. Back in my day, I used to be able to sneak into the, the concerts after Nam. That's another story where I got to see Stuart Copeland play with living color, uh, at the house of blues in Anaheim when they were sold out and I would have happily bought a ticket, but I actually managed to sneak in to see that show. Anyway, we'll, we'll, but I plead the fifth on that or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, that was just a joke. I didn't really sneak in. Yeah. He's just kidding. <laughs> he's just joking. He's just joking. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't. Jeff so, T you won. Jeff T you're the winner. You win the, is it the black Andy Summers pick? So message me, both of you guys, you and Dakota, message, you have to message me. Okay. 415-952-3263. If you don't you know, message with an, ad, with an address, then it forfeits to me. So you better yeah. do it or else I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have to message. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Me. Well, maybe like in a month or something, a month and a half or something, but totally cool to be on. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite topics, so. Oh, this was great. I mean, I mean, this is just uh, awesomeness. So, Jay, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you, everybody, for for watching, and thank you for subscribing, you guys. Thank you. We got you to two hundred subscribers. Or should I say thank? Or should I say thank you? This would be an inside joke. Do you? <laughs> This is a police-related joke. It's a Sting-related joke. Sting, at some weird point in Sting's life, he started... Oh, he used to clap like that, yeah. But On the Synchronicity concert, yeah, he claps like, like that. What is yeah. this webbed hand clap thing, right? I was like, what the heck is that? Like, I just thought maybe you'd get a chuckle out of that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know. But That's thank you, channel members. Thank you for your continued support for this channel and, and these shows. Don't forget tomorrow night, Saturday night, and we're giving away a microphone. Thank you again to Ron Gunner, who vanished tonight. Hopefully he shows up tomorrow. We'll give the microphone away. Yeah, man. First time in, <laughs> first time in history, his connection dropped, and it was when we were talking about the police instead of Van Halen. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, man, yeah, it's been a pleasure. I, you know, everybody, uh, especially those overseas, you know, Lisa, have a good night. And uh, thank and you so much. Talk yeah. to you guys on Th Facebook. So. <laughs> thank you for staying awake. We will see you guys. I don't know what happened to Ron. I think his internet crashed. I think that's what he said. Mm -hmm. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Thank you again.
Thank you, Jay. Everybody, uh, here, let's, what do I have? We'll play. Uh, Do the we'll TV play. thing again, man. Some people might have missed it. It's so funny. If you want. I'll, yeah, I'll do a couple things because I, I have a couple things here. All right. We'll see you, tom see you tomorrow. Johnny Bean. Bye-bye. Really quickly, let me just. Can I, can I get your word on this? Oh, yeah. The walking on the moon. Flanger. What what's the story behind this? Well, I know what they call. What do they call it? A flanger. I thought. It yeah, was it's a chorus. It says flanger. Was it a flanger? Mm. I would have called it a chorus pedal. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I've got one. Um, that's done with electro harmonics, who are based out of New York. Mm -hmm. um, Mike Matthews, I think the guy is. Uh, you know, I knew him. I met him in New York to do this little thing, but. Uh, I think it came out good because I worked on it with and they were just going to make a straight silver top black pedal. You wouldn't know it could have been anybody's, but I got them to call it the walking on the moon pedal, put my name up, blah, blah, blah. We, so we, we did a little bit of work on it. And this was, there's a nice video that they, I finally did for them. But I always like Mike Matthews because he's always sort of pushed the edge with electronics and, you know, I've used his stuff over the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's a great guy, a really nice man. And, uh, he came, we had a nice breakfast in a posh hotel in New York and discussed the pedal. <laughs> That's where it was, yeah. So I hope he's done well with it. Don't know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, very good, man. Well, hey. Yeah. I'll see you in Monterey. So really quickly, let me just... Can I, can I get your word on this? Thank you, first of all, very much for joining us. Uh, but Thank now you. we've got Johnny. Hello, Johnny. Hi, how are you? Is that Johnny Bean? Yes. Hey, man, how are you? <laughs> hey, good to see you, man. It's been a while. Are you still living in San Francisco? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you guys you guys know each other? You guys I, hang out? I, I bet you. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Uh, what's your question? I'll see you guys later. <laughs> That's the photo from Monterey. Yeah, man, I saw him. We, we took a <laughs> selfie. That's so funny. <laughs> All right, rock on, dudes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Very cool, man. Yeah.